These are stories about murder. (gasps) Could there be a hidden clue? Things that are exceptionally alarming. Like what? Just alarming things. Because he's at the bottom of the ocean, every little sound is intensely magnified. He hears animals eating his friends and crewmates. Oh my God. Instead of scattering ashes, he had simply dumped them in the parking lot. (laughs) In Germany, before a royal court. Thought she was Polish. No, the magician is Polish. This is three shots in. And today we're talking about... Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Three Shots in Season 4. I'm Jake. I'm Jess. Season 4. That's right. That's right. We're still here. I. Who would have thought? Who would have thought we'd be here? Not me. Not me, man. But we are. We're here. <laughs> and this is Episode 1 of Season 4. That is right. Thank you all for joining us, for listening for the years that we've been on the air, or like just tuning in. I don't care. I still love you. Does this mean we haven't been recording three years, have we? No, just for years. It's more than one, so you can throw an S at the end. Got it. Mm-hmm. That does sound more impressive. It does. I know it does. Yeah. Anyway, tonight we took shots of Texila. We did. It was Pierre's Texila. And I know that sounds weird. It was a local uh, Tyler, Texas distillery named Keepersol that made their own tequila. They named it Pierre's Texila because they thought it was clever. It it turns out it, not so much. It's okay. It's fine. Um, it is very smooth and the buzz strong, but also smooth. Yeah. Um, but uh, I gotta say, Dirk's gin, which is also Keepers All Made, was much better. I did like the gin better than the tequila. I feel like the tequila was flavorless. I felt the same way. So, um, they so on the bottle. This Texila, which I'm assuming what they're implying is that it's Texas tequila. So they put a little spin on it. They claim the spin is that it was distilled from agave, which is just the way tequila is made, and finished in bourbon barrels. Yeah, and I don't know what that means. Yeah, I'm, I can only assume they're trying to add Separate some themselves. kind of, yeah, they're trying to enhance some sort of flavor, you know? Yeah. Make it like a almost like a Texas tequila, meaning it's a tequila with like a bourbon edge. I didn't get yeah. that at all. But I feel like the bourbon barrels just stole all of my flavor. Yeah. Out of my tequila. Um, You made a drink once. Don't remember what it was called, but it did have tequila and whiskey. Oh, uh, I do recall this. It was fantastic. It was really good. Fucked us up. Yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. But in the best way. Yeah. Not in a messy, sloppy way. No, no. Whereas it was wonderful. This... Sim- similar buzz, but no flavor almost at all. I know. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It was just a means to an end, honestly, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when it came to being drunk. so No flavor, no fun until the buzz hits. The buzz is nice. That's about it. The buzz it. is nice, yes. Yeah. You know what else is nice? What else is? Our beautiful, wonderful patrons, all of them. They're so wonderful, and they support us through and through. Yes, they do. And they are Mom and Dad, Terry and Danny, Sweet Sam, Ricky, TJ, David, Jeremy, Abria, Thomas, Flash, and Alan. Welcome, Alan. Welcome, Alan. What a fantastic name and what a fantastic person that you are. We love you. And we know that you love us because you give us $5 a month. 
We do. Now that we means, know that. That means more than anything else in the world. Money means more than words. It does. Because it puts words into action. You know, like UNICEF. Like that song, More Than Words. Uh-huh. Uh, all you have to do to make it real. Yeah, money. That's it. Um, what did Melissa Milano say? Melissa Milano. Yeah, yeah. What, did, what did Melissa Milano say? She said only 50 cents a day and she held two quarters. Um, I don't know at this point. I but feel she like said it. She's whoring herself out to charities to make herself look better. I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> but even even charities, right? I don't know where I was going with this joke. I got, I'm not going to lie. I got all fucked up when I said Melissa Milano <laughs> <laughs> instead of Alyssa. So, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So for drinks tonight, oh shit, we haven't talked about the topic. The topic of the night, hidden. Things that are hidden in places. Could be hidden anywhere. What's hidden? What is hidden? Could there be a hidden clue on the back of the Declaration of Independence? Or tattooed on the back of a little girl, a la la Waterworld? Oh, there we go. I was like, explain. (laughs) (laughs) Explain yourself now. You know, that was the entire plot of Waterworld. Yeah, see, I forgot that because I forgot that movie had a plot. <laughs> it really didn't. It was weak at best. None of it mattered. It was weak at best. Yeah. Anyway, we're talking about hidden. So, I mean, I think we're talking about like, you know, hidden hidden bodies. Is that what you're talking about? Hidden items, possibly. I- items? Items that are hidden? Hidden where? <sighs> Could be in a body. Inside of a body? Maybe it's on a body. On one. Maybe it's in a pyramid. Whoa. That's what I tried to find. I tried to find pyramid stuff that was cool, but it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't cool. It was just, eh. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's whatever. You know, live mm-hmm. and learn. So for drinks tonight, of course, I know you can hear it in our beautiful, sexy voices. Um, We're not quite at our peak right now. We're a little sick, a little sickly. Do you still feel sickly after the COVID that your wedding spread to everyone that you know and love? Well, I never really felt that sick. But as of right now, I have a slight cough. And I have, I have some sniffles. Got a little sniffle. Got some sniffles. But luckily, I have Vizzy Hard Seltzer with antioxidant and vitamin C and areola superfruit. <laughs> <laughs> that is what it says just about. Yeah. Basically, that's what it says. And um, I'm drinking the same, but my flavor is blueberry pomegranate. Oh, I'm rocking the pineapple mango. Yeah. Pretty, uh, pretty good. Yeah, mine's, it's meh. It's good. It's fine. I feel those antioxidants really. You do? Pumping into my system. Whoa, okay. Yeah. Plus, you know what? I, I don't know that these antioxidants would be as good if they weren't from the areola superfruit. I think that really makes a difference. The areolas? The areola superfruit. Right. Well, I'm going to take a little half shot. That's good. You do it. Because While you update us. Life updates. In 10 words or less. 10 words or less. I accept the challenge and here we go. Got married, saw cocks, hit on by swingers back home. Separate things. So obviously number one, got married. Oh, what's up? It was fun. It was. It was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun at the wedding. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, And then we went on our honeymoon in the Florida Keys where I saw cocks. Now, many people don't know this. I didn't know this. There are wild chicken and roosters. Just around. All up and down the keys. Yeah. Why? Because people, people bought chickens and roosters and then kind of like stray cats just allowed them to wander around. They're everywhere. Yeah. You go to the fucking grocery store, 
you hear roosters and you see chickens running through the parking lot with like nine little chicks running behind them. Yeah. Now, I don't know that because I've been there, but that makes the most sense to me. And I feel like I read it once. I don't know. It was weird as fuck. Mm -hmm. Everywhere you go, if you're not inside of a car, you can hear roosters, you know, a cockadoodle doodle doing and all of that. You can hear that cocks doodling. Oh, everywhere. Um, and then on our trip into the Keys, we stayed in Marathon. That was our central hub. And we went all up and down beaches and whatnot. But one day we went down to Key West, which isn't known for its beaches. It's known for its like party scene and whatnot. The clubs, bars, etc. And it was. It was a very happening place. And we went to a wine bar because they had charcuterie. That sounds like the most boring place you could go at that's the what, Keys. That's what Danny wanted. Danny wanted charcuterie. Now, I'm not going to lie. I love a good charcut. It was delicious as fuck. I would go anywhere. They were yeah. offering charcuts to me. It was amazing. So we go inside and it's just me and Danny. We're sitting down at the bar. There's a woman who's working there and she's serving us wine mm -hmm. and she's cutting up our charcuts. And then two couples come in. They're older. How one of them How probably one of them older? probably in their late 30s. Okay. One of them probably in their late 40s. And they start talking to us and we start talking to them. They're hammered. Like they've clearly been drinking all day. It's probably It's the keys though. It's probably like 1:30 or 2 o'clock. Perfect drinking time. So, they're hammered, right? Yeah. And they're we're having a great time, whatever. We're shooting the shit. The bartender's joined in. She's drinking wine. We're all having fun, right? Next thing we know, these two couples are inviting me and Danny to go to the Garden of Eden. Okay. And I was like, mm, that sounds like a strip club. Is it? It wasn't. It wasn't. Oh. So they were trying to get us to go to the Garden of Eden. Because it doesn't and, sound like a strip club to me. Well, I just figured, you know, Garden of Eden, you wear nothing but like, you know. Bible reference, naked yeah, people. Naked people. You know. Uh, the bartender gave me and Danny a look that was like a, oh, this is my warning to you. And I took that as a, hmm. And so I asked them, is this a strip club? This sounds like a nudist strip club or something. And they started laughing. They said, no, it's a nudist bar that is on the like the top floor of some building. You have to literally walk up like three floors or whatever. And they were like, yeah, it's so much fun. Everyone walks around with no pants on or underwear. Like they leave their shirts on for some reason <laughs> and their shoes on. But their underwear and pants are gone. They're like, so like, they're like, yeah, like every dude walks around with sunburnt balls. <laughs> like, and like you see just like little bushy beavers walking around everywhere. That's kind of funny. They're like, and the bartenders are completely naked. I was like, what the fuck? I don't want to go there with you random people. <laughs> and so they, they, they tried to keep going. They tried to, they were, oh, maybe then, then you guys can, can come here with us. Or we were, oh, we're staying at this hotel. And we were like, oh, no, we're good. Like, I don't want to, oh. I don't want to have sex with you 40 year old people. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't. Um, but it was fun. We still had a blast. And we walked by the Garden of Eden. You wouldn't know what it was at all. Of course not. It is a simple little sign that just says Garden of Eden. There's an arrow. And you look and there's just staircase. That's just going up. You have no idea what it is. Mm -hmm. And so those poor souls who are like, ooh, what's that? Let's go. And just see like 50-year-old, 60-year-old balls, sunburnt balls. Yeah. yeah. It's basically a co-ed locker room with drinks. It is wild, is, is, is what I heard. I didn't, I didn't go. I got to say, I think that's hilarious, personally. Yeah. Um, 
it would be difficult to resist. To go to the Garden of Eden? Yeah. You should go. <laughs> I think I think the next time we go to the Keys, we'll invite you <laughs> so that we can all go to the Garden of Eden. Are you going to are you going to take your pants I know. off? I can't be there with you. Ew. Wait, so you and Terry would take your pants off? Terry wouldn't. But you would. <laughs> I, it sounds kind of fun. No. It sounds really funny. Like Stupid. that's not like a swinger club. Like they could, I guess, proposition you. But people are walking around like Winnie the Pooh and fucking Donald Duck. True. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's hilarious to me. Well, I didn't go, so I can't. I can't tell you if it's a fun place or not. What I can tell you is that I'm back home now. I'm in Texas, and mind you. I went back to work and it sucks. I hate working. I took two <laughs> weeks off and I'm like, dude, like I was just born to just live at home and not do anything because yeah. I hate going to my job now. Mm -hmm. It's not that I hate my job. I just fuck. I don't yeah. want to go anywhere. I know. I got you. Sucks. Mm -hmm. Sucks. Anyway, Jessica, how about you? What about your life updates? My life updates. Ten well, words or less, of course. Okay. Wedding COVID. Air B and B donkeys. Puppies. In the future, mattress. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So wedding COVID, that can mean anything. Could it? <laughs> or could it mean that I went to a wedding recently, not going to mm -hmm. say whose. Yeah. And everyone, almost literally everyone who attended ended up with COVID mm -hmm. afterwards. Mm -hmm. um, I would say not everyone. I didn't say everyone, actually. I said almost literally everyone. Well, I would say that's not even the case because I only think I know of like three people that tested. Yeah, but that's not really a reliable way to think of it. You know? If you don't test and you don't test positive, then you don't have it. Is that the way that it works? Mm -hmm. You're just sick. Oh, okay. Well, then I should say wedding sickness. Sickness. Yeah. That's better. Yeah. That sounds better for PR. Does it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I went to your stupid wedding and I got sick. Yeah. So yeah. did everyone else. Luckily, not me quite as bad. I was able to take care of everyone. Um, but that was a blast, you know, on our Airbnb week at this beautiful place on this beautiful property with everyone bedridden except for me and Justine and mom. Um, it was legitimately, though, nice somehow, which is a testament to like how nice the place was. It was a very nice place. It really was. I stopped by on the way to the airport. And it was a very nice place. It was. So that wasn't the original place we were going to stay. Something ended up going wrong last minute and we had to find a new one. So that place came through for us. Uh huh. We ended up going to the, the donkey place. That's what I like to call it. The donkey but place. But that doesn't do it any justice. It was absolutely gorgeous. It had this man-made pond with these like fucking geese swimming around, you know, in the early Dope. morning hours. And they were like honking gently. And then there were these fucking donkeys they had. And they were so nice, adorable. And we had a great time despite everyone being sick. Everyone, everyone got sick at your stupid wedding. But it was beautiful and so much fun. I didn't get sick at my wedding. You did. No, I got sick after the wedding. But you got sick because of the wedding. Probably. But it was expensive. So no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that happened. After that, what did I say? I said wedding covid and then I said, you said Airbnb donkeys, right? And then you said puppies in the future. I said puppies in the future. Um, a bittersweet uh, update to our followers. Yeah. My poor, sweet, beautiful Tally. She died. She did. She died the end of last season. And um, I'm not going to lie. I'm I was kind of one of those people who told themselves they wouldn't get super fucked up over a dog. 
because she was a dog, not a person. Yeah. You know, I understand that there's a difference, but man, that fucked me up. I was yeah. so sad to lose her. She was super healthy, super happy, and then died very suddenly, you mm-hmm. know? So it, it once again, that's a, another bittersweet thing. Like she didn't suffer or anything. It's not like we had to take her to the vet and put her down. I feel like that can be worse. I feel like that would be worse in the long run. Sure. So she died in the best possible way. It was just very sad to lose my friend. I yeah. will miss her dearly. I loved that dog very much. Um, so she's gone now and we are an empty household without a dog. We want one really bad. And um, we have made comments here and there on the podcast about this little wiener dog being around this puppy. Oh, little Carlo. Mm hmm. Yeah. Every now and then we've, you know, a couple episodes, I think, mentioned that there was a puppy in the recording room, the studio or whatever. Uh, and it was because a friend of ours works all the time and you know, adopted this puppy. And it was kind of one of those things where it was like, you know, rather than leave him at home, just bring him over here because we already had Tally anyway. And a dog door and a backyard. Um, It was super great for her to have a friend. So that being said, we are going to adopt two puppies instead of one. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I'm so fucking excited. I'm so excited. Are you going to name them like something cute? Adorable, yeah, probably. Like, 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 like Chip and Dale? Yeah, something. probably something oh, like that's that. That's adorable. I know. I'm really excited. I'm stoked, actually. Um, so we're hoping that happens sometime in like January or February. Okay. We'll see. But we already have some like places in mind to go looking for puppies. Mm-hmm. Super excited for the new additions to the family. And then what was the last thing I said? Mattress. 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 Yes. So I am unsurprising, I'm sure, am still sleeping on the floor of my dining room. Right. Yes. Um, but up till a couple days ago, I was still using um, a deflated air mattress. Yeah. Blow up mattresses to sleep on. And my children are of young ages and also very stupid and inconsiderate and, and barbaric and barbaric and dumb. And so they stomped around on it and played with the dogs on it. And I am four blow up mattresses deep (laughs) (laughs) having all of them pop four three or four (laughs) something like that they've all popped and deflated in a way that like we fucking looked for the hole dude like i wanted to fix it myself i didn't want to buy another thing but there's only so much you can do i can tell you right now me and danny had a air mattress that we were like on and off again with yeah because like we were moving in the process or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, they get holes in them and we didn't want to buy a new cause we bought it. We bought a bougie one. We bought it was self inflating all this shit. Like it was, it was very bougie. Cause I was like, this is going to be our bed for a while. And we bought the like self patch kit mm-hmm. and it works. It does. I self patched holes and it was great, but it's such a pain in the cock, Jessica. Finding the holes. Oh my God. It's so is a, many. So annoying. And so there's many there's, seams. And there's like, there's like 10 that happened at the same time. Uh huh. And so it just got to a point where we were like, well, where I was like, rather than continuing to give my children an opportunity to disappoint me <laughs> <laughs> and, and just kind of like leave this temptation out in the, on the dining room floor for them, I'm just going to buy 
a fold up like bedroll type deal. Yeah. Like Japanese people have been sleeping like, on hard surfaces with like a little fucking mat. Essentially like like a futon mattress, just not on a futon, just on the floor. Um, basically. Yeah. But they're a little, comfortable as fuck. A little thinner. I spent I spent years with a futon instead of a bed. That's true. And when I was sleeping with others and not just myself, I would drag the futon mattress on the floor. And it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Slept like a baby. I personally enjoy it. Terry yeah. has, you know, back problems and stuff. So he can't really. It's Pathetic. on the floor and it's just not kind. Oh, his, his whittle back just can't <laughs> handle it. So he sleeps on the couch still and I'm on the dining room floor, like maybe five feet away, which is fine. For now, you know, like we can still pork literally wherever we want. I was like, but how are you supposed to have like four in the morning shenanigans? You know, like four in the morning, easy. You just keep your shirts on and you put a blanket around you like you're just cuddling or like playing. But you're not sleeping right next to each other. I know, but you can still sneak over one to the other one. You sneak over. Yeah. I can go to the couch. There was a step that we missed. Right. or, Or he can come to the like, you know, floor mat. Right. And he can find me there or your, I can find him there. Your oversized dog bed. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. No, it basically is that. Uh-huh. If not, like, less comfortable, to be honest. <laughs> Dude, Tally's dog bed that you guys got her. I know. That, that thing's comfortable as No, fuck. we got her the fucking deluxe. Like, she was treated like a queen while she was got here. That. It was fucking Tempur-Pedic. I know. <laughs> she lived fabulously. I don't have any regrets with the way that she lived. Before she passed away. It was literally like a Serta Tempur-Pedic dog bed. <laughs> yeah, no, her literally her dog bed is better quality than the <laughs> mattress I'm sleeping on right now. But Man. I'm blessed that way. I, I do feel very lucky. I don't have to, I can sleep on many different kinds of mattresses and just like I can adapt that way. I, I don't have a lot of like special mattress needs, Um, but a lot of people do. And so lucky for me. You know, we we found a nice little way that our sleeping arrangements can continue to work until we are able to move into a, a house right. that has yeah. more space and all that stuff. Which should be soon. Yeah. I hope. Yes. I was like, I'm because I'm honestly thinking that me and you will be buying houses right around the same time. Um, I I'm not sure. So I or I've been I've, if because I know you guys are talking about like possibly building your house and whatnot. But I feel like the process of you starting that is going to be around the same time that I buy a house because we're looking to buy probably in May, June, March, April, May, June, somewhere in there. I am kind of just hunkering down and dealing. We we're still living very comfortably. I know it's not ideal. It's fine, though. It I could probably live this way for another like couple of years. You know what I'm saying? So I'm preparing myself for that kind of thing because I've been listening to prior episodes and like last summer I was talking about being in a house by like September. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it things don't work out the way that you want. I kind of knew that things would take a little longer than I thought, but I was hopeful and it, it hasn't worked out. Yeah. So I don't know when it's going to happen. I do hope it happens soon, though. Fuck. Let's move on to a wheel spin, Jess. How about that? <laughs> okay. How about one of those? Go ahead. You go ahead. You go, I, I will. Let's just spin, spin we'll, your little we'll just spin it. Okay. So I heard what you said. I don't have any hooves. I have two regular hands, and you can see uh-huh. 
that there are fingers attached to them. I don't know what you're talking about. We were talking about spinning the wheel. You said hoof. You said spin it with my little hoof. I heard you. Oh, it's not little. It's a big hoof. Nope. Big old horseshoe. Hands with fingers and fingernails. Hey, Jess. Yeah. You've been human centipeded. Uh. Who's in front? Who's in rear? I think that means you're in the middle. <laughs> but, so, but you don't even get to choose to be in the front. You're in the middle. I do get to decide, though, whose shit I'm eating and who's eating my shit. Yes. Yes, you do. Now, when it comes to that, the person in the front gets to choose what they want to eat. We all saw the South Park episode. Mm-hmm. He got to choose. Did he eat the garden salad or did he eat the clam chowder? The chili cheese fries. The chili cheese fries or the garden salad. Like, which one do you choose? Right. Right. Like one is kind to the others behind you, but one tastes so much better. They're like <laughs> there. It's all going to be bad. Yeah. But you could choose the lesser of two evils. You could. Who could? And I that's trust what the, that's the front. To... That's the front man. Yeah. The person in front of the centipede. That's what you're deciding. You're in the middle. There's only three. This isn't human centipede two where there's like 40 people. The regular human centipede. There's only three people. You're the middle. Choose the front. Choose the rear. Does that mean I get to choose first? I mean, if you need more time, I have answers. I don't. I'm ready. Go for it. Person in the front? Yeah. Gordon Ramsay. His palate, it's so sensitive. I know for a fact he'd only eat the best foods. That's true. That is true. And therefore, I would get like the shitty seconds of that. Which I still feel like would be pretty good, right? I, I'm really not sure. I feel like it'd still be pretty bad. Like, but at least it wouldn't be like someone testing out the Krispy Kreme diet or something like that. Krispy Kreme diet. Got to write that down. Did you have you never heard of that before? No, but we're going to talk about it in the break. So don't even. OK, <laughs> anyway. Um, and then the person behind me, I feel like it's very expected for me to say something like Nicolas Cage. You can't say him. I know. Just because it's so expected. I understand. Who else do you hate that you want to shit in their mouth with your tertiary Calories. <laughs> Tertiary. <laughs> My recycled shit shit. <laughs> yeah. The shit of shits. <laughs> I can only think of things that make me sound really mean. Fuck it. I'm going to go for it. Do it. Be mean. Yeah. You know who's eating my shit? Who's eating, who's eating your shit? Dr. Tad Morgan. <laughs> Who? Dr. Tad Morgan is a local Tyler um, dentist slash orthodontist. Just... It makes your makes your smile just a tad better. Yeah. See our dad, Dr. Tad Morgan, for a tad more beautiful smile. Um, I have to hear that stupid fucking ad like six times in a single drive. I can drive for 15 minutes and I'll have to listen to that stupid ad like 10 times. Jessica, Jessica, I know him. He's so nice. He's eating my shit. <laughs> he's, he's so kind. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that stupid ad so much. He's so nice. I'm so sorry. (laughs) But he's the first person who came to mind. Okay. We only have so much time to answer these questions, Jacob. I can't spend forever on them. It's fair. I can think of someone who's more deserving, but I don't have the time for it. That's okay. He's my, he's my caboose. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. And that's fair. Whatever you say, Jessica, is fair. Oh, man. That's that's so fucked up. I know. I I know. And you know what's funny? Hmm. I know friends of his that listen to the show. Do you really? I do. I'm sorry, everybody. I don't know if he does, but I know friends of his that do. I'm very sorry. I'm just, you know, every now and then I'm set off irrationally (laughs) by something perfectly innocent. And that's that's my curse. I'm a terrible person. Jesus. Okay. 
Well, for me, <laughs> um, my front, you know, you went with someone who has like a very experienced palate. I'm going with someone who will only eat nice things. I'm going with a vegan. Okay. Now, I don't necessarily know who the vegans are in, you know, the celebrity world. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like Blake Lively is a vegan. You feel like that? I feel like that. Go ahead and write that down. We're going to look that up during the break. Blake Lively, vegan? Yeah. Blake Lively, daily diet. <laughs> I'm not going to look up daily diet. I'm going to look it up. All right, I'm writing it down. I feel like Blake Lively would be a solid. Plus, I'm sure the first you time I'd be... You, by solid, you mean she'd produce no, 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 solids? No no, 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 no. A solid front to the human centipede. Okay. Now, also, like, in addition to, it would be great. I'd be a little turned on probably the first time. By having your lips sewed to her butthole. Oh, yeah. Because I can probably just, like, move my lips a little bit and, like, boom, I'm touching Blake Lively vagina. You know, just, like, my jaw's, like, your, on there or no, something. No, your lips are stationary. Okay, my jaw then. Your tongue can touch her, like, rim. That'd be cool. <laughs> right? And I'm sure that'd be, like, kind of hot for a moment until she shits in my mouth. Then that's all gone. <laughs> then it's gone. The magic and Magic has is died. over. Yeah. And I'm sure that her vegan diet would... It'd be at least more nutritious, right? Are than you the sure? regular person. Anyway, Jessica, listen. Most importantly, don't vegans end up eating a lot of like soy and beans and stuff? They're, they're just gonna choose the healthier options. I feel like you're gonna get stinkier, sloppier shits this way. Maybe, Jessica, but this is my choice. Okay. Stop mocking me. I'm not. I mocking didn't mock you. you. I ne- I'm not mocking you. I'm just pointing out the consequences of this. Now, choice. who am I shitting in? Who that? Is the real question. Okay. Whose mouth am I shitting in? Do you want to know who? Yeah, I do. It's coming out of left field. It can't be Toby Maguire. I know that. Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, <gasps> what? Yeah. Do you why would know- you shit in Benedict Bumbersnatch's mouth? <laughs> do you want to know why? Why? Because I haven't seen Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Jessica, but I've seen clips and those clips were terrible. Yeah. And I hate the man who signed on and thought that was a good idea. I, and I will shit in his mouth. I, I'm just devil's advocate. I don't think he necessarily thought it was a good idea, but he'd already signed the contract. Plus, plus his mouth is large. He's catching every little drip of shit that I put in there. Every fleck. Mm-hmm. Every crumb. Every little one. If Let's just say I hated Tom Holland. Tom Holland wouldn't catch all my shit, you know? Yeah, he would. You think so? Yeah. I don't think he would. You've got a little tiny, probably, like hairy, but little itty bitty asshole. It's very small. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Tom Holland's little British mouth would fit perfectly okay. over it. Okay. Well, well, Benedict not only gets my shit, but he's also tasting my like ball sweat because <laughs> his mouth is so large. You're ensuring somehow that his mouth is open as wide as possible. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So in this already terrible situation, you have somehow like guaranteed that he's getting the the worst of the worst in an yeah. already non-winnable situation. Yeah. Yeah. If he thinks really hard, then all he tastes is like my tailbone sweat coming down the crack. <laughs> the salt to, to season yeah. anything he may eat. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. He seems like a really nice guy. You know, he got married recently too, just like you. To who? Uh, I don't know. A woman of some kind. She's probably ugly. I don't know. She's probably not hot like Danny Fowler is. She probably is. He's a, you know, really handsome, popular actor. 
Yeah, but he's not that handsome or popular. He's super like handsome. Me. I think he's really handsome. Not like me. I'm like so handsome and so popular. If I was single and he was like, hey, Jessica, <laughs> <laughs> do you want to go to the pub? I'd be like, hell yeah, bumber snatch. <laughs> <laughs> you can bumber this snatch. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay well we've answered we've answered and it is time jessica for the first story of season four yes the very first i'm not putting pressure on you but this is arguably one of the top five most important stories of season four right now is the very first one right the topic is hidden jessica what do you got for us well when i thought of things being hidden not going to lie, Jacob, I thought of things being hidden inside of assholes. Arguably, that was the first thing that popped in my head. And I found a lot of things I didn't know. Buzz Lightyear's? No, I knew that already. Nasal sprays? Mm, I hadn't heard of that, but I'm also unsurprised, and I wouldn't have talked about that anyway. Okay. The first story I found, which led me into this rabbit hole, pun intended. <laughs> New Mexico man arrested after police find dozens of diamonds in anal cavity. Yes, diamonds. And dozens? Dozens of them. 44 to be exact. Okay, but like like big diamonds? Not like, obviously, we're not talking blood diamond, not like that big ass fucking rock, but like, like, like big diamonds that you'd see on like a wedding ring? I couldn't find any article that talked about the size of these <laughs> diamonds. Okay. Only the number. So we didn't we didn't get the girth of the diamonds. We didn't. We didn't get size, girth, circumference. We got only the number. Okay. I'm gonna assume that they are small diamonds. Look, I'm gonna assume that I could fit 40 plus diamonds in my anus. 44. 44 diamonds. You probably could. I probably could. I'm imagining you could because he decided to sell these 44 diamonds. Yeah. In order to attain drugs of some kind. This was a drug deal. They were drug diamonds. They were drug diamonds. He was going to exchange them for drugs. <laughs> okay. He hid them inside of his bum. Yeah. And he rode a motorcycle on his way to the deal. <laughs> How many diamonds did he lose? None. Oh. Or all of them. Because he was pulled over on a routine traffic stop. <laughs> <laughs> and what? Shit out diamonds? He was riding a motorcycle with no license plate and did not think that that would raise any flags. Mm. It, it did. He was pulled over. Um, they also, police, you know, whoever it was, some patrol car, saw a knife on his person. Okay. I can only assume that he answered no to when they asked if he had any weapons on him and then saw the knife. Okay. So they patted him down. He was concerned after this that they would find the bag of diamonds in his butt somehow. <laughs> I don't know of any pat downs that involve that. No, this, but isn't, he, this isn't a TSA. He pat tried down. to sneakily pull them out anyway, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they saw him. <laughs> he sneaked diamonds out of his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Not successfully. <laughs> so, um, he tried to pull it out discreetly. They saw what he was doing and investigated. Sure. They found 44 diamonds mm -hmm. in a bag, shoved up his ass, and um, he allegedly told them that he had gotten them from his uncle who, quote, usually has stolen items. Okay. Uh, 
I guess he acquired them because he wanted his drugs. This happened in New Mexico. So I looked around, by the way. I wanted to know if he put them in his ass because he was planning on crossing the border. I didn't find that anywhere. So I don't even know if it was necessary for him to have them in his ass at all in the first place. It was just hot. I don't know. (laughs) Like, I'm really not sure. Either way, um, he did. He put them in his butt and they were found. And it was, he admitted, essentially, I don't know why, to putting them in his butt to buy drugs. Okay. And the comments under this article are pretty great. Okay. Love that. For example, he was sitting on a fortune. <laughs> okay. Um, He went to Jared. Oh, yes, he did. He was hiding his assets. <laughs> okay. And uh, another person made a comment that when he first put them up his ass, they were actually just coal. Oh, the pressure. Mm-hmm. That was a science yeah, joke. He squeezed them. Yeah, science. Until they were diamonds. Good for you. That's a good joke. I thought that was funny. It, that, was, that was like not the funniest one, but that was the best one. It did tickle me. Yeah. And it also inspired me to look for other people who had shoved things up their asses. Oh. And I'm not going to lie to you, Jacob. A lot of people lot of shove people. things up their asses. They they hid things? They did. <laughs> okay. Why is the ass the way to go? I don't know. I I feel uh, I feel for you men, though. It's pretty much the only <laughs> fallback you have. It's the only prison purse we got. Uh-huh. At least one would think. Stay tuned. Okay. We begin with a World War II era munition. Munition? Munition, yes, that's right. The police and a bomb squad were called to respond to this discovery inside a man's rectum. Because (laughs) normally this sort of thing belongs in an anti-tank gun. Yes, he found a an explosive and put it in his ass. Why? What do you mean? Was it a, whoa, look at this. This is so cool, I need it up my ass. Or was it a, I need to hide this, so I'm gonna put it up my ass. He told doctors- Please have an answer. He just slipped and fell on it. No. Um, The police reported that it was a chunky pointed lump of lead designed to rip into tank armor. Oh my God. He put it in his ass and people were worried that it was still actively explosive. So it took a while to get it out of him, but they did and he survived. Okay. That's it. That's the, that's all the information I have for you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, Jacob, maybe it was irresponsible of World War II era um, armies leaving munitions sticking up out of the ground for people to to like slip and fall on. (laughs) Okay. You got me there, Jess. Next, a shower head. A shower head? An entire shower head. A shower head? A shower head. I have no other information for you other, other than the hose was left trailing behind him like a tail. The whole shower head? The whole shower head. Huh. You've been in a sex shop, right? You've seen how like like outrageously huge butt plugs have become. They're way bigger than shower heads now. Huh. While we were in Key West, actually, we walked into a sex shop. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. Uh, honestly, it was like 90% like rainbow, like LGBT shit. It's Key West. I mean, it, I like, I was sense. I was hoping for like, you know, like big black penis or whatever. Like you were looking for strap ons, like something I thought it'd be fun to just like see it and be like, oh, Danny, look at that novelty you know? stuff. Just but, to, yeah, but it wasn't. It was mostly just like rainbow dildos and yeah, moderately sized. Yeah. 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 Like I, I wasn't, you know disheartened in the store 
like mm-hmm. I felt like I thought I was going to be. Right. But, you know, yeah. Well, anyway, moving on to a live eel. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. That was a real quick move on. You said a live eel? An eel that was still alive in 2021. An eel? An eel. Here's a picture. That's a long eel. That's a really big eel, you might say. Yeah. Um, a man in China said that he entered a 20 centimeter long eel into his rectum in the hopes of relieving his constipation. Did it work? No. The eel survived and began to bite at his internal organs. Mm-hmm. Um, so when he went into the hospital for abdominal pain, they discovered an eel, of course. And when they removed it, found that not only was it still alive, but it had bitten the shit out of his lower intestine while okay. it was inside him and had to repair that. Constipation, I mean, still active. He definitely couldn't shit after that. Not any better than he could before. I mean, I know that our intestines are quite long, right? We have a lot of intestines as humans. Yeah. But even the slightest damage to your intestines is deadly as fuck. It's pretty bad. You risk sepsis. Yeah. That's pretty it's pretty certain. Um, but that's not the only case that someone stuffed a live eel up their ass. In Two fact, eels? not even the longest eel. A 50-year-old Chinese man had shoved a 40-centimeter-long eel into his rectum. He doubled it. He also thought it would treat his constipation. But he did end up in the ER as well for bowel inflammation. And it did also bite the inside of his colon. Why? China, stop. <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie to you, Jacob. A lot of these, surprisingly, had to do with residents of China. Why? Why did they want to put things up their butt? I'm super not sure. This one, though, I don't think is China. I think it's just some sexual freak in some other country. But he's Chinese? No. Okay. The eel stuffer was. Okay. The eel stuffer was Chinese. But we're moving on now. Okay. To someone who put a rat in a condom Mm. in order to suffocate it and then shoved it into his anus so that its breathing would please him, quote unquote. But instead, the rat began to eat him from the inside, Mm -hmm. resulting in him going to the ER blue in the face and unable to explain to doctors what was happening to him. The doctors found a rat tail sticking out of his ass. Yeah. And therefore were able to conclude what had happened. And that is how they were able to save his life. He didn't tell them? He couldn't. That there was a rat in his ass? Yeah. He didn't tell them that? No, he didn't. (laughs) They had to figure that out for themselves. (laughs) Okay. So, as I said, this is a common thing, obviously. Yeah. We used to have, dad used to have, well, still does, have a a close friend whose wife is a, um, what is it? A, uh, like, x-ray technician. Oh, uh uh-huh. So, she sees a lot of images of things people have, you know, accidentally slipped on. People accidentally slipped on things you wouldn't even imagine. They slipped and fell on top of a lot of different things. Yeah, they did. On accident. Of course. Right. You don't slip and fall on things on purpose. Exactly. Things like, you know, toys. Sure. Sex toys, of course. Oops. Oops. Round cylindrical shaped things, obviously. Aerosol cans. Of course. Axe handles. Axe handles? I digress. Now we're moving on from the anus to things that have ended up inside of the urethra. Stop. AKA pee holes. The, the pee-pee hole. Yes, we're moving from bee holes to pee holes, Jacob. And this is where China makes an appearance again. 
Apparently,、oh. young Chinese boys think that putting things inside of your penis will result in pleasure of some kind. I don't think that's what they found. Okay, but they did try. Sure. And they tried with acupuncture needles. Oh, sewing needles. Why are you putting a needle in your penis? Wires and especially magnetic ball bearings. Ball bearings. Ball bearings. Here's a picture. Holy shit! That's in his penis. That's in his penis hole. A 13-year-old boy in China inserted 29 magnetic beads, each five millimeters in diameter, into his penis. Obviously, they had to surgically remove this. He endured three months of these beads being lodged from his urethra and then moving from there up into his bladder. Oh my god! Apparently, like I said, this is a common thing. It really is. Young Chinese boys, just for some reason, are sexually curious and think this is like the the thing to do. You know, it's like like videotaped porn. It's like internet porn. They think this is like the good stuff. A twelve-year-old in Wuhan inserted thirty-one into his pee hole. We're we're going for records. A fourteen-year-old ended up dying, unfortunately, from hemorrhaging after he put fifty-three <gasps> in his pee hole. An 11-year-old managed to stuff 70 inside of his and lived. They were surgically removed. Apparently, they're、uh, some sort of item called—it's a toy called buckyballs. The boys who have put them into their penis holes have admitted that they do so out of like curiosity. It's like a rumor, like a like thing spreading around by word of mouth that it's like a fun thing for them to do. And they're like really hurting themselves by doing it. It's like the Tide Pod craze, but in China for young teenage boys. But you get past one and you keep going. I guess it, to seventy. Mu- it must feel amazing. I don't right? know. Right? <laughs> I'm really not sure. So just this is like a like I said, it's like a thing in China. So there's magnet magnetic balls, but there's also like I said, there was the acup- acupuncture needle. People are.、Um, Cutting the ends of like electrical wires because they're the right sort of shape, and using those,、um, yeah, it's like a, an epidemic of people just shoving things into their pee holes, thinking that it's a good thing. That's fucking gross.、Mm-hmm. Oh my god. I know. Rough. We're gonna move on to something that's a little lighter, just a little. Okay. We go back to buttholes. Women shoving things into their vaginas. Okay. Same thing. One woman. Michelle Lindy Salzberg put a bottle, a vodka bottle specifically,、mm-hmm. into her vagina. Um. Okay. It was filled with someone else's pee, <laughs> and that's because I'm sure you can put this together on your own. She wanted to pass on a piss test. She had, I'm assuming, partaken in the the drugs. In the drugs. She had done some drugs. Yeah. She needed to pee in front of somebody. So she wanted to put someone else's pee in her, and then she would just hold it, and then be able to pee their pee out. Right. Okay. She would be like, "Oh no, I have to pee," and she would reach down and open the lid of the vodka bottle with someone else's pee in it, and pretend to pee into the cup. Okay. Unfortunately, she、break. was caught. The bottle was. Visible to the、oh. person in there to make sure that she peed a normal sort of pee. Uh huh. And then the piss test popped anyway. <laughs> the person that peed in the bottle was on also, drugs. Also on drugs. <laughs> God damn it. Pennsylvania woman Karen 
Maca Leunis. Maca Leunis? Maca Leunis, during a routine strip, sh- strip search, was discovered to have shoved into her vagina 54 bags of heroin. Whoa. 31 empty heroin bags, eight prescription pills, and $51.22 in cash. What? 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 What do you mean? Jacob, she was already putting things in there. <laughs> you may as well. I mean, can vaginas hold that much? Some of them. <laughs> okay, literally last season, we heard a story about our own father putting his like entire arm up entire to like almost arm. the elbow <laughs> into a woman's vagina. Okay. Yeah, I know it's hard to believe, I get it. <laughs> but yes, some vaginas can hold that much. Okay. The strangest thing Dr. Melissa Barton found inside of someone's vagina was a prosthetic eye. Ew! It was her own prosthetic eye, not the doctor's, but the the, the patient's. That's worse. She was about to get into a fight with her neighbor. So she she put her eye in her vagina? She removed her prosthetic eye because it's expensive, because it's difficult to obtain, and she protected it by putting it in the safest place that she knew. Her, Her vagina. Her vagina, yes. That's about all I was able to find put into people's vaginas. Okay. All of the interesting stuff. The rest of it is about what you would think. Like crack pipes and stuff like that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, no, no. Obviously, I thought about crack pipes. Of course you did. I know you did. I have two more. Okay. No more vaginas? No more. No. No, no more of those. No more buttholes. When we're back to anuses. We're back to buttholes. Yes. Okay. I'm so sorry. I misspoke. We'll visit the story of Christy Black. Okay. So she'd been taken to the hospital. Christy did. Christy. In 2013. Mm-hmm. She allegedly stole $5,000 from her boyfriend. As well as um, pills of some kind, some sort of like prescription drugs, morphine, oxycodone. Sure. Apparently, Bobby Gully, her boyfriend. Her boyfriend. Yes. Was under suspicion that she had been stealing from him. So he set a trap. (laughs) Okay. And by trap, I mean he simply placed $4,000 in $100 bills, as well as $1,000 in $100 bills, in medicine bags, along with undisclosed amounts of drugs which included morphine and oxycodone, out in the open for her to find. So Bobby's a drug dealer. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Unfortunately, he was correct and they disappeared very quickly. Okay. He took a nap and when he woke up, they were all gone. <gasps> I know. He noticed that Christy was wide awake. He noticed that the contents of the medicine bag where he'd stuffed the money were gone. Okay. So he confronted Christy and she proceeded to vomit up a plastic bag containing partially dissolved pills. Mm. The oxycodone, you see. She swallowed everything? No. The no. money went up her ass. Yeah. All the way up? Um, so far up. Police reported she was bleeding severely, and they uh, the wad of money had to be surgically removed and then collected as evidence. Oh, man. Yeah. It was shoved way up there. <laughs> shoved way up there, Morty. <laughs> oh, man. I know, but that isn't nearly as bad as Florida man Neil Lansing. Oh, you said Florida man. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Lansing was 34 and homeless. Okay. Very sad. In 2011, he had uh, been caught for possession of drugs. Okay. And had been given a, you know, court subpoena. Sure. Had to show up. Yeah. Probably going to get arrested. Probably. That type of thing. During a routine search of inmates, because yes, he did get sent to prison. Okay. Jailers observed that part of a condom was sticking out of his anus. That's not good. No, it's not. But they knew what to expect. They've seen it a thousand times. Sure. Probably got a little dime bag up in there. I bet it was. But was it? They pulled 
and something came out. Okay. And then more things. <laughs> 17 round blue pills marked 54 slash 199, a whole cigarette, six matches, a flint, an empty syringe with an eraser over the needle, lip balm, a condom, a CVS receipt, and one paper coupon was pulled out of his anus. Oh my God. <laughs> oh no. Yes, yes. For some people, prison wallet is a realistic It's term. a real thing. It really is their wallet. And he, I mean, it kind of seems like he was preparing for an emergency situation. <laughs> there was six matches in a condom. Six matches and flint and like an empty clean <laughs> syringe with uh, an eraser, an empty lip balm container, an extra condom, an empty one inside just, just the in first case. condom in case he needed another one. You know what I'm saying? And then you know how long those CVS receipts are. They're very long. He kept one. It must have had really interesting, great deals. relevant CVS coupons on it. Probably had those, what are they called? Extra bucks? <laughs> I wonder what the going rate is for extra bucks in the prison world. I'm really not sure. Because he only brought one cigarette, which makes me think that extra bucks are worth a lot more. I feel like he just had like a little extra room (laughs) (laughs) and he was like, may as well. (laughs) What if I'm in an emergency situation and I need a little cigarette? He opened his pack. He put one in his mouth, one for me. And he said one for you. And he went, boop, boop, boop. Future me. (laughs) And he pushed it all the way up. Well, now we move on. 2012, Michael Leon. Michael Leon Ward. Okay. Smuggled a 10-inch revolver (laughs) into prison. That's a big-ass revolver. Yes. (laughs) They make way smaller revolvers. (laughs) They do. They also had him squat and cough before he, he was assigned a cell and found nothing. (laughs) <laughs> he kept it up. It was way up there. <laughs> so either way, North Carolina police, they did multiple searches. He had apparently violated traffic in some way. It was like a car related thing, but he was um, a suspect in some other thing. Like he had like a warrant or something. Sure. And yes, he did manage to sneak a 10 inch revolver into prison. He had concealed it in his rectum 24 hours after confiscating, 24 hours after he had been registered, assigned a cell, all of that stuff. Officers confiscated a 38 revolver from his jail cell. Um, they had performed a strip, sh- a strip search on him. Like I said, he squatted, he coughed, and there was nothing visible, mm-hmm. nothing palpable, nothing turned up. It must have been very far inside. <laughs> very Yes, he was able to pull this off. Not for long. Right. But notable. He could have like sawed off the revolver. But why? <laughs> why would you do that? I mean, a t- I don't even, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen a 10 inch revolver. Do you want to? Kinda. I feel that's gotta be like the most like absurd fucking Western gun in the world. I have. Oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> <gasps> oh my god. It's worse than I could have imagined. It's so long. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> That's a long gun. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, Jessica, no, that legitimately, they're all that way. Oh my god. Literally, I own a five inch revolver and it's massive. Mm-hmm. Danny has a three inch revolver and it's massive. Yes. You're going to put a 10-inch revolver? That's what you're taking to prison? He did. 
successfully. <laughs> if he had hidden it a little better in his cell. He well, how do you hide it? The same fucking way you did the first time. <laughs> it's a 10 inch revolver. They found it in his toilet. <laughs> <laughs> so it did eventually come out. Oh my God. Anyway, last story. Okay. A Moroccan man um, in some strange incident in the French city of Perpignan. I'm very sure I'm pronouncing it wrong, but sounds right. Anyway, this happened 2021. Okay. Uh, He was in some sort of train station and he'd been asked to stop by police. I'm not really sure what the details were. Okay. With this situation, how they ended up arresting him in the first place. They attempted to pat him down twice and he resisted both times. Okay. That, Doesn't of course, look good. right, led to him being taken to police premises. And allegedly, once he arrived there, he became very aggravated, very aggressive. Okay. He began shouting and screaming, spitting at people. Sure. Flashing his genitals at female officers. Just hanging some brain. Staff members, yes. Okay. Um, in fact, he did this several times, spitting several times at officers as they be- tried to reason with him. Um, but despite that, and despite being searched, he managed to pull a knife, allegedly hidden inside of his anus. A knife? A knife. He threatened to harm himself. Police attempted to negotiate with him, but it led to nothing helpful, so they attempted to subdue him with a taser. They failed. And so he stabbed himself three times in the abdomen with the knife before he was disarmed. With the poop knife? With the poop knife, yes. He was rushed to a nearby hospital for first aid. And? And that's that's it. That's all I could find. We don't know what happens to, no. to poop knife man? No, no, no. I'm pretty sure he survived. I feel like they would have said if he didn't. I found three different articles about that. They all just said he pulled a knife out of his butt and stabbed himself. Three times. Three times. Also that he flashed his wang at ladies before he did that. Huh. I mean, look, I couldn't do it. You know, I couldn't stab myself with a poop knife three times. Could you even put a knife in your pooper? Probably not. Maybe this knife. But can you imagine if it like went off? You would have to remain calm the entire time. Yeah. So as not to put pressure on the little button. Yeah. Do it again. Can you imagine? Jacob, why do you look so nervous? (gasps) Boom. Knife. Exactly. Three inches of steel stabbing my innards, Mm -hmm. getting poop all over the blade and bacterias. And then I'm going to pull this knife out and stab myself with it. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. I do not think so. Yep. That is horrendous. And that's all I got. That's just, you know, it's more informative. Yeah. Educational even. Yeah. I mean, of what what to not hide up your butt. Right. Or vagina or or penis hole. Yes. Wow. Don't put live eels in your butt. It's not going to relieve your constipation. It won't. It won't. Don't put a rat inside of a condom and then shove it into your ass. It's not going to give you an orgasm. It's just going to eat your organs from the inside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That one I do need to write down, but wow. Just so that you don't do it in the future? Who was, who was the mean? guy that put the gerbil in his ass? Richard Gear. Richard Gear. <laughs> okay, Richard Gear. take note. I think he's, I think he gets it. <laughs> he gets it. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to put a rodent in your ass, go for like. Like, like a, a pheasant? A pheasant is a bird. Oh, what's the, what's the long ones? A ferret? Ferret. Ferrets. I feel, like, I feel like they're not that aggressive. Are they aggressive? I don't know, but if they like wanted they to be, they around. could like super fuck you up for sure. I feel like they just like wiggle. And that's like what you're looking for if you're wanting to put a rodent is in Is it your because ass. they're like as long as a really long dick? Maybe. They're like dick shaped 
rodents? If you were going to put a rodent in your ass, they're the why most dick shaped rodent, I think. Right? Yeah, but well, you have to take into consideration the rodent is resisting going into your ass as you put it in. Mm. So the longer its body, the more fight it has. So maybe a mouse. Although the eels apparently don't fight because oh no, they go straight up. They just go right in. They're and they're, start biting. Yeah, they're they're going to town mm-hmm. in that ass. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm not gonna lie to you. The live eel and the rat eating its way out of a condom and then biting through someone's colon really got me. That was gross. I thought that was disgusting. Um, I have an illogical fear every once in a while when I'm taking a shit. <laughs> that something's going to pop that out a, of the toilet That a hole. snake is going to climb up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Into your butthole? Yeah, it's, it's an irrational fear. I understand it's irrational, Jessica, but I still look down and check. <laughs> I've never been worried about and, that. And when I have that fear, I have to poop really fast. <laughs> so you just like clench and squeeze? Just boom, just push everything that I can out. And if it doesn't come out, it's not going to come out until later. Okay. When the fear is gone. Right. Wow. Yeah. That's what we're opening the season with. Ball bearings in your penis. Penis bearings. 70. 70 of them. Oh my God. Yeah. And he wasn't the one who died. No. He must have a bigger penis. Maybe. He needed 70 in order to go to the hospital. The other guy only needed 50. 53. Killed him. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I just can't even imagine. Like That's disgusting. I've been in the hospital before and needed a, what's the tube they put in you so that you can pee in a bag? Catheter. A catheter. So I've had a catheter put in before. It's not a nice feeling. I wouldn't imagine so. And I can only imagine it's weirder. That's why I refuse. At least for dudes. I refuse. I will never have a surgery done. That you don't get to decide that though. Oh, but I do. <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah, I do. No, if you end up needing a surgery, you're just going to get that surgery. DNR. What is Don't resuscitate? You'd rather die? I'd rather fucking die than have (laughs) some nurse stick a catheter in my penis. You could have Tony do it. She, I hear she's really good. Tony knows how to handle a penis with a catheter. Tony has been a guest on this podcast before. She has. She was the one who came with her husband and she had a baby here. She had to leave early, remember? I recall. Yeah. Yeah, they were here. Um, Look, would I trust Tony to catheter me? Mm -hmm. No. Absolutely not. Just kill me. I don't want it. <laughs> I'd rather die. I would rather die. <laughs> Won't happen. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. I feel like it'd be like it's worse for dudes. Straight dudes, I'll say. I wouldn't say so. I feel like it would be easier as far as catheters go. Really? Yes. Because women, your fucking little pee holes are far smaller. They're really tiny. Yeah. Yeah. And the catheters are the same size. I know. That's disgusting. Yeah. So no, I would imagine that if you're like conscious, it would be worse being a woman in that situation. But even, even being a man, right? Which isn't as bad, in my opinion, kill me. I don't want it. Right. I'd rather die. Yeah, no, I had to have two catheters. You had giving, two at the same time? Get, no, no, no. Two catheters? Separate times, separate times. Yes, you had so yes much Jacob, pee. I have two pee you holes. Had, you had so much pee. <laughs> as luck would have it, I have two <laughs> urethras. <laughs> Could you fucking imagine? So I had to They look. catheter you and you still pee out the other hole. So there was one. So I, I was looking into all these things and like I ended up just fucking committing to things being shoved up people's holes. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I committed to it. But there were a couple that ended up getting taken out because like they were part of different articles and I wanted to just have some like cohesion. Okay. You know? Like it was a long article of different things and there was only one interesting thing in it, you know? Sure. 
So I ixnade those, but I do remember like the interesting ones. One was this woman in like Scotland who like was dating someone 10 years before, got super drunk and shoved like a sex toy up her pussy and then forgot it was there for 10 years. 10 years. In a vagina? In her vagina, 10 years she forgot because they broke up and she didn't fuck anybody for 10 years. With that thing up inside her, she had no idea it was up there. She completely forgot, had no idea. Oh, did her shit like heal around it or some shit? Yeah, her urethra, because of the like pressure of it, because it was so big, like her urethra was like made smaller, like the the, wasn't as much room like to pee out of or whatever. And so her body adapted to it by like building a urethra that went into her like vaginal canal. So she was like, why am I like wetting why myself? Why am I peeing out of my vagina? Why am I peeing all the time? She thought she was just like, Ugh. she was incontinent. And then like the doctors went in to see what was going on and found an object inside her and saw that her urethra had like healed around to like uh, relieve herself, relieve her body. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's disgusting. I thought you would think so. I know That's a why lot I, of pe- I didn't look, include it, of, but I thought it was interesting. A lot of dudes don't know that women do not pee out of the vagina. They have a, they have a pee hole. We do. Yeah, I've seen it. Seen it. <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> um, and so it's not the same thing. I know that. A lot of people don't, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> the hole that you impregnate is not the hole that they pee from. <laughs> Just because you impregnate with your pee hole does not mean that they <laughs> are impregnated with their pee hole, okay? <laughs> Separate things. That's fucking disgusting <laughs> yeah how could how could she go on living thinking like oh wow look at that my vagina's peeing i don't she like didn't get it she didn't understand that it was coming from her vagina she didn't but under- she put it she put a tampon in and it would come out soaked in piss like she was still bleeding and she would put a tampon in and like she didn't understand what was happening to her she was super confused she was complaining of like nausea and like she would get like a fever every now and then and like because a would foreign have like object is abdominal pain oh and stuff God. like that. Well, go figure. This thing had been in her for ten years, so blood from her. I mean, I don't want to get too far into it, but like she's having her period like normal and stuff's getting like stuck because this thing is in there. Oh, she's got like dried blood yes chilling there for 10 years it was it was disgusting and terrible and i'm surprised she didn't die from toxic shock she almost it sounds like she almost did no wonder she she didn't have sex for 10 years because any person who went near there was like smell smell how terrible it was a decaying fucking (laughs) hole oh but she didn't like it ended up being okay. They realized what was going on, removed it, and she was almost instantly better. Like That's disgusting. <laughs> it's time for the break. It's time for the break. I'm sorry, Jacob. This is what I committed to and I had no choice but to dive right into it. No pun intended. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go have some spaghetti. So I just looked up the Krispy Kreme diet. Oh, no. the, the first thing I found, it's on lifehack.org. Lifehack? Yeah, lifehack.org. How are you hacking your life with Krispy Kreme? Because, Jessica, lose 12 pounds in 12 days eating 12 Krispy Kreme donuts. And only that. Yeah, so it says 
do you want to lose 12 pounds and still eat your donuts? And then it said that this is possible. Let's see. You're making a face. Is it not that possible? I'm very confused. Why? Um, it says you will minimize your sodium intake. I don't know. I toward can... the end to minimize water retention. It is a low carb diet, so you will deplete your glycogen stores. That's not a low carb diet. It says you will also limit your water intake. It's bread and sugar. It says you will lose up to 12 pounds of weight, not 12 pounds of fat. So you will lose 12 pounds of water weight. That's what it says. It said you could possibly lose four or five pounds of fat in the process if you follow the 12 day program. Well, because if each, let's just say each donut is like 100 calories. If you're only eating 12 a day and that is your diet, that's 1200 calories. Yeah, it's not. Do you want to hear the hack? What's the hack? So here's the diet. Does it make you like shit your brains out or something? No, it's you eat the same thing every day for 12 days. For breakfast, you have one Krispy Kreme donut, eight ounces of milk, and black coffee. Okay. For lunch, you have two to four eggs, two slices of bacon, and half of an avocado. And for dinner, you have six to ten ounces of chicken or pork chops and six to ten ounces of broccoli or mushroom. That is so disappointing to me. You are shattering my idea that the Krispy Kreme diet means eating only Krispy Kreme It donuts. literally is, hey, eat super healthy, but have one Krispy Kreme a day. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Of course, that's how you lose weight. <laughs> you're, so you're eating super healthy. Wow. And it says that you have to do a lot of like vigorous like exercise. So basically go keto, except for with breakfast in the morning. Use all of your carbs for your one Krispy Kreme donut. In the morning. Yeah. Then eat zero then eat carbs. nothing but protein and fat. For the rest of the day and work out a shit ton. Uh-huh. Also, there's no guarantee you're actually going to lose fat. You're just going to lose actual body weight. Yeah. Wow. It's the whole idea is to manipulate water weight. Fuck you. Long-term solution, this will not work. <laughs> <laughs> so it's temporary and... Like, at least they're upfront about that. That's you know? true. Yeah, okay. Like, hey, are you going to a family reunion at fucking Cabo? Like, use this thing, use this diet so that you can drop that weight quick and look even better than you would have. True. For a weekend. And you, you will gain it all back in Cabo, of course. Right. But it's gradual. Mm-hmm. So you'll look, like, you'll look like shit again by the time you get home. Yeah, by the time you get home, you just look worse. <laughs> like you easily put, you lost 12 pounds, sure, but you gained like 26. Because <laughs> you felt like a million bucks, temporarily. All those margaritas caught up to you. Hidden. Things that can't be seen. Things that people didn't want to be seen. Maybe things people are ashamed of. Or maybe things that are really valuable, you know, like an like an artifact. Like Indiana Jones finds hidden things all the time. Like hidden treasure. Hidden treasure, yeah. You know who distributes many things that I treasure personally? Who? Our sponsors. That's right. Tilted Tinker, Woodcraft, and Wizardry. We'd like to thank Tilted Tinker, Woodcraft, and Wizardry. They are a company that makes woodcraft products. Like plaques with all sorts of hilarious sayings and coasters with sarcastic twists. All of that dry humor is mixed in with Dungeons & Dragons accessories like dice towers, dice dungeons, and DM screens. Everything is made here in the USA. Yes, a family-owned business. They use American wood in American hands. Nice. <laughs> they personally create... All of their merchandise. Yes, they are close friends of ours, but that's the most that we'll say. It could be anyone, but they're fantastic. 
They are. They are fantastic. And it really could be anyone at all. We own many of their products. That's true. All of them are of great quality. The greatest. You can visit their website at TiltedTinker.com. Reach out to them at info at TiltedTinker.com. They are Tilted Tinker on all their social medias. That's Tilted, T-I-N-K-E-R. You should go and buy something from their website because they're awesome. And they love us just like we love you. say something about looking up Blake, Blake Lively's Liv- diet? Yeah. Yeah, I got it right here in front of me. It says, this is Blake Lively's exact breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I don't know that I'd buy it, honestly. Let's see. Breakfast. Blake's morning meal is a super important part of her day. She starts by drinking a glass of water. Okay. I mean, that's not so bad. That's what I do. She eats eggs cooked in coconut oil, fresh vegetables, and gluten-free oats. Ew. She may add fruit, too, if she's still a little hungry. <sighs> So that's breakfast. Now we're moving on to lunch. Which is at like what? Noon? I don't know. One. Consists of chicken or fish, salad, and a sweet potato. Yum. That's not too bad. Sounds great. I could do that. Uh, But now we're moving on to dinner. So it said that whatever protein she had at lunch, she'll have the other one for dinner. So if she ate chicken for lunch, she'll eat fish for dinner. Um, She might sub out the salad for fresh cooked vegetables. And she has a small portion of white rice. Ew. Yeah. Now- if she's treating herself during dinner, uh, she might have a, what's a, a truffle pophardel? I have no idea. Truffles, that's that expensive mushroom stuff, isn't it? I guess. Truffle pappardelle. Sounds it like says, a fancy pants meal. Her overall favorite food is melted cheese. What does that have to do with truffles? Let me just look up vegan celebrities. See what we find. Allegedly vegan. Okay, number one is Moby. He's definitely vegan. Super. He looks, that's the most vegan dude I've ever seen. That's obvious. He's got animal rights tattooed in big black letters on his arms. Look at how sickly he looks. Of course he is. Joaquin Phoenix. Sure. Woody Harrelson. Mm Mm-hmm. Huh. I don't buy it. I don't want to eat his poop. Rain Wilson. I believe that one. (laughs) Lizzo. Benedict Intersnatch. He is a vegan. Um, so there's kind of a trend, you know, going around. Sure. There sure. are always. Multiple times, yeah. Sure. The current one that I've seen like a few times with other people who are kind of in our line of work. And by that, I mean, low level entertainment. Like mediocre fame is out of our reach. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Except uh, the person I can think of, which is Mr. Ballin on YouTube. Okay. He has achieved mediocre fame. That's good. Good People, people see him and want to take pictures with him. Ah. So he reached it. Like Mm -hmm. that's a clear sign of that. Uh, Either way, he also fed into this trend and I've seen one other person, um, an aspiring musician who also you know, fed into it. And it's, uh, there's this app called Lenza. Lenza. Lenza, L-E-N-S-A. And okay. um, through it, you can use this like AI program to make profile pictures. So you kind of just like. So it's like AI art? Yeah. But of your face? Yes. Okay. And they do it in different styles and stuff. And it's 
it's really not that accurate, but it does like hit the bullseye on a minority of the photos it'll send you. Okay. Send you. And um, I had a little fun. I had a lot of fun with it. Did you? Yeah, I had a really good time. I was very entertained, not only by its successes, but also by its failures. (laughs) And I spent, it's like $4 for 50, they call it magic avatars. Okay. You give it like 10 to 20 pictures of your face and it'll like randomize a bunch of AI created images involving your face. Okay. It's really cool. Sure. I fucked it up the first time. (laughs) You use bad pictures? I use pictures of other people. Why? Because I didn't know what it meant. It said, give us, it said selfies and stuff, but I thought it was going to give me AI created art. God, with, so what, what kind of monster did you make? <laughs> um, I made a hybrid version of my face, your face, and Justine's face the first Ew. time. Justine is our sister. So, I mean, it created a very attractive person. Okay. Just so you know. More masculine than feminine, I'm sure. Very feminine, actually. <laughs> Unfortunately for you. <laughs> I spent $20. Jesus. <laughs> it's not that bad. I was having fun. Okay? okay. I'm allowed to have fun sometimes. Sure. So let's, it was let's like, see what fun you made. <laughs> I actually love most of them. I mean, some of them are dumb and I don't really like them, but there are a lot that are very funny to me. And some of them really do look a lot like me. Okay. To a certain extent, like beautified, like if I had a professional do my makeup, that kind of thing. If you had like <clears throat> a regular human face. I do have a regular human face. I'm sure the AI showed that. That's why you saved it. No, it did because it used pictures of my regular human face to make How do you take pictures. selfies with hooves? I don't have them. So oh. I take them very easily, actually. Okay. Anyway. It's just interested. No reason to be. Okay. There are no hooves involved. Okay. Anyway, um, it's $4 for 50 randomized images in like, I think, I don't know, a handful of different categories. Like there are some stupid ones I didn't like, like, like fairy tale and kawaii. I feel like a lot of them are going to be like the big eyed, big tittied, like anime type. Yes. Yeah. There were, there was a lot of that, but that, some of that was my favorite. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and then it's like $6 if you want a hundred. And I was like, I mean, it's $2 more. <laughs> of, course, of course I want a hundred. Why wouldn't I just do a hundred? So I did two 50, 50 picture bouts and then two 100 picture bouts. You paid for 300 pictures. <laughs> yeah, I did. Enough talk. Let's see it. Okay. What am I looking at? <laughs> like, so, I thought that was your knee, but that's clearly supposed to be like a thumb, right? Right. Are you holding? Do, I don't know. Is it a donut? <laughs> Were you holding a donut in a picture? A lot of questions. This one also. Ah. Whose hand is that? So now we have Jess with a weird titty hand <laughs> and a very, very masculine jaw. Very strong cheekbones, though. Three fingered, three fingered hand. Thick fingered, dude. Look at that thumb. <laughs> that thumb is a penis. It's got a it's, fucking head. It's a chode. <laughs> what the fuck? You have like stars on my nipples but like why are your nipples so close together <laughs> also it's like alluding that you're like this is the winner <gasps> three boobs <laughs> you have three boobs the third is the biggest <laughs> and we're back from the break 
We are, and it's time to spin the wheel. I'm going to do it. Do it. Such a nice sound. Love it. Love it. It's good to be back. Mm-hmm. All right. What is your go-to doomsday device? I I don't think I know what that means. Doomsday your device? go-to doomsday device. So does that mean like to prevent doomsday or causing dooms? Are we the bad guys in this postman? I don't know. Are we causing doomsday with a device? What is a doomsday device? Is it a device that brings the doom? I, I would imagine. In, in the day that it's bringing it? <laughs> Yeah. Um, I think that's the exact definition, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really confused. I don't know what it means. Um, I can't even think of examples of doomsday devices. Well, I'm going to Google it. I'm going to Google doomsday device. Okay. And whatever comes up first, we obviously cannot use. Okay. Why not? Oh, hey, look, doomsday device for sale, 80% off on eBay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, A doomsday device is a hypothetical construction, usually a weapon or weapon system, which could destroy all life on Earth or destroy the planet itself. So yeah, we're the bad guys. What's our go-to? If we were going to destroy the Earth, bring mm-hmm. doom to it. Correct. What what device would we use for that? Yeah. I don't know. I can't think of any devices that are used for that, except for like nukes, I Maybe guess. Maybe you can invent it. I think I know what I'm going to do. I got it. Oh? It's not a device. Sort of it is. What is it's it? It's not really, though, at all. The recreation of dinosaurs until they're genetically enhanced to have almost human-like intelligence and released upon the world and genocide us all. Jurassic world style, but not terrible like- But but not done terribly. Not done terribly like those movies did them. Yeah, okay. So you're gonna have us slaughtered by dinosaurs. I just feel like it's a really like rock star way to go. Like if you were going to be genocided, Mm -hmm. being like eaten by dinosaurs, is way cooler than like, you know, someone poisoned my water. You know what I mean? Right. Like like they did, you know, in olden times. Right. That's the future's way to die. Mine is a little different. Okay. Um, Not as badass per se. Okay. Definitely more fucked up in a cool way. Is it, are you just going to say nukes? No, I'm not going to say nukes. That's I thought, lame. Oh, that's a really depressing Anyone way Anyone can die. say nukes. Like dinosaurs, death by dinos is badass. Nukes yeah. is just depressing. That's just lame. Who cares? Yeah. Anyone can do that. Mm-hmm. No, I'm talking acid rain and I'm not talking the kind of acid that melts your skin off. I'm talking oh LSD rain. Is that a device? Are you thinking of creating a device? I will that create does this? the device that makes it rain LSD. So and LSD can get you high literally just by touching your skin. So it's raining down on you. Yeah. Probably going to get on a lot of people's skin, right? They start tripping. And you know what people do when they trip? Crazy shit. We're going to have fucking riots, fighting. Fucking, there'll be blood everywhere. Oh, and it's going to be like, never mind. You've never played Man of Medan. No. It's not going to be like everyone is tripping balls and thinks everyone is a demon, so they kill everybody. Uh, maybe they do. Maybe someone gets some LSD and he thinks everyone's a demon. Um, and then everyone who's like inside their office building, uh-huh. right, protected from the rain, it's like, oh my God, what's happening in the everyone streets? Everyone out there is crazy. And so like this would, it would take a little bit. It would does take that, a while. Does that mean people with umbrellas are fine? As long as it doesn't get on their skin. Okay. But have you ever been like standing out in like a rainstorm with an umbrella? Like your legs still get wet. I know, it will but still be absorbed. So like as long as you wear like a hazmat suit. Yeah, but how many people have hazmat suits? Well, you don't have to wear it's one. Not like, it's even. not like the- Like you could wear fishing gear. Jessica, the weather channel is not saying, hey everybody, we got acid rain coming in the next six days in the forecast. You're, it is a spontaneous bam, whole world. 
covered in LSD rain. I feel like the world has a chance to survive both of our choices. You can adapt to a dino invasion. You can also adapt to acid rain the way you're saying, by just like, you know, owning galoshes and like fishing overalls. But do you think that a large part of the world would? Because I don't. I think 90% of the world is dead right away. So do I. I just mean that the world will be purified and become anew afterwards. Purified. Some people might say that. I don't know. (laughs) Kanye, probably. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Oops. (laughs) All right. Well, I think we answered it. I think that mine is very cool. Yours is the cooler way to die, right? If I'm I'm going to choose how I die, I'd rather be attacked by dinosaur Mm -hmm. rather than some dude who thinks some crazy shit and like stabs me with like a spork 50 times in the chest or something, you know? Right. I wouldn't want that. Right. That's not badass. It's also like has the potential to be really sad. Like Mandy, you know, like, yeah, you get rained on all of a sudden you're like, you ripped my shirt, you know, something like so that. angry. Yeah, maybe <laughs> Jeremiah. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't watched three shot cinema and you couldn't, if you were in a patron, you should become a patron so that you can listen to three shot cinema where we talk all about the wonderful movie Mandy. If you haven't seen it, maybe give it a shot. I don't know. I don't know the kind of type of person you are. You should definitely listen to our three shot cinema reviewing Mandy to decide whether or not you should watch it. True. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah. And it's only $5 a month. So cheap. That's less than a latte from Starbucks. That's less than a hundred randomly generated AI avatars of yourself. (sighs) That is. What do you want? A hundred randomly AI generated selfies of yourself? Selfish? Or be our patron, you know? And have access to a private podcast. And direct messaging to us. Oh, yeah. That's right. In fact, now that you mention it, all the wheel spins today are from a patron. They are. Thank you, TJ. Sent them in on Patreon. We love it. We love to see it. We love to read it. And we would love for you to be a part of it, listener. He didn't send them on Patreon. Shut up, Jessica. Roll with it. It's part of the bit. We're trying to get them to be patrons, remember? Oh, yeah. We ignore all messages except the ones from Patreon. Yeah. And the ones sent to our email at fanmail at threeshotsend.com. Yeah, so don't text us. You Email us or, or be a patron, and then you can text us. Anyway, I think we're moving into your stories now, Jake. We are going to be moving into my stories. So the topic being hidden, obviously, I went a little dark and was like, oh, let me look for like a hidden body. And I found something like that. In 1943... Okay, this is in England. Now, if you were to be driving along the, uh, I'm gonna talk some British talk right here real quick, so just bear with me. Okay. Driving along the A456 on Hagley Road between Central Birmingham and Wooferton, Shropshire. um, Excuse me, Wooferton, Shropshire in England. You sure it's not Shropshire? I don't give a fuck. Or Shropshire? I don't know, it's a stupid language. Well, a, a stupid people who made a terrible language. We fixed the language here in America. <laughs> we took all the dumb and we made it better. Um, well, if you were to follow those directions, you would pass the border of Hagley Wood. So in April of 1943, three boys were hunting bird's nests for some reason. Eggs, perhaps? One of them eggs. I don't know. Um, and they saw a witch elm. Is that a kind of tree? It's a kind of tree. W-Y-C-H, witch. Like sandwich? Maybe, but with a W. Okay. Um, so Sandwich <laughs> does have a W. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stop it. Okay. Um, irrelevant, irrelevant. So the witch elm is actually one of the most common breeds of European elm trees. So not rare for them to see it, but this was a very beautiful one. This is a very neat witch elm. So the tree's trunk was super wide and 
essentially hollow, right? Because like, you know, some tree trunks gonna be like kind of hollow in the middle because they're so old and- If they're dead, yeah. They like rot in the middle yeah. or whatever. Anyway, so this is one of those. Um, so one boy decided to climb up to see if there were any um, bird's nests yeah. in the tree. And he looked down through a little knot hole in inside of the tree and he saw what he believed to be a skull. Whoa. This was a skull with hair attached to it. Ew. Um, and it took him a minute to realize it because until he noticed that it had human teeth and a jawbone. Um, obviously somebody was stuffed inside of this tree somehow. So the boys did not notify police right away because they were scared. They were trespassing on this property and didn't want to get arrested. They were poaching? They were, they were poaching these bird's eggs. Um, they did finally go to police. Obviously they investigated, they found the skull along with most of a skeleton, a wedding ring, and a shoe. Um, inside of the skull's mouth, they found taffeta. That's a fabric. Oh, congratulations, Jessica, it is. I had to Google it. I put it in little parentheses for myself here. It's a silk-like fabric, so maybe it's common, maybe it's not. I really don't know. Um, they invested, the forensic investigators uh, revealed that this woman must have been smothered um, with some sort of fabric and then hidden inside of this tree almost immediately after death. And then no one found her for several for years, probably. For some time. Um, so in 44, this is the year after, um, someone had graffitied a wall in Birmingham um, saying, who put Bella down the witch elm in Hagley Wood? Oh. And the same question has appeared over and over again, uh, more commonly written as, quote, who put Bella in the witch elm? Mm -hmm. This this one, which is spelt W-I-T-C-H. That's how people most commonly do it. Um, and this has been seen like up to the 70s. Um, there's an obelisk that's near um, Hagley Wood on Hagley Road. Uh, that's not far from the site where the tree was that gets tagged all the time. That, that says same thing. who put Bella in the witch elm. Um, so do they know her name was Bella or was that just kind of a guess and it became a trend? I don't know. Okay. Uh, in, in the 40s, one theory suggested that witches sacrificed Bella in a ritual. Um, now, in the early 40s was World War II. Yeah. So it being wartime, um, others assumed or made the theory that maybe this Bella was a spy or a woman who knew too much and was killed for it. Although literally no one knows anything. So it's a total mystery. Total mystery, total cold case. Wow. Just like this next one. Now this is, that story I found interesting, right? The story of Bella. That's interesting. In the witch you know, elm. There's, we talked about in the past, I don't know if we did. I think it was maybe the episode Lyle was on. Okay. We talked about like, mm, well, he talked about different things people do to like bury people, like mm -hmm. funeral rites and ceremonies and stuff like that. And I'm pretty sure there's a culture out there that puts specifically and only children, if they've died like early deaths, puts children in trees because they believe like it, there's new life in that. I've heard of people being cremated and put inside of trees. Mm-hmm. Like either they use your ashes to like, um, or even your body to like make the soil perfect for like tree growing or mm -hmm. whatever, or they straight up pour your ashes inside of a tree. I don't know. I think there's something really sweet about that. Like I know I cool. know people who will bury someone and plant a tree on top of where they. Yeah, instead of going and visiting a gravestone, like you're visiting a tree. You like that's cool as fuck. You see life instead yeah. of like artificially green grass and stuff like that. I think it's cool as fuck. I think it's super cool. Uh, I don't have the patience to wait for a tree though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. Um, okay. So this next one, well, and last one, it's only two. Um, I cannot believe that I've never heard of this. 
This Whoa. is one of the most intriguing stories I've literally ever read. I could not get rid of certain notes. I had to keep them all. So I currently have like five pages of notes now. I'm kind of jealous. Usually I do intricate stories I and I went for the disgusting route this time. I know. Normally I go for the the short and dirty, but <laughs> here we are. Um, if it gets too long, I can brush past a lot and just kind of bum rush it. But That's the first episode. So the Somerton Man. Somerton Man. Yes. I had never heard of this. I uh, haven't either. On December 1st in 1948 at 6.30 in the morning, Police were contacted after a body of a man was discovered in Somerton Park near Glenelg, uh, which is about seven miles south of uh, Adelaide, South Australia. So the man was found lying in the sand. He had his head resting against the seawall and his legs were like stretched out. And his, Se- a seawall? Um, like where, is it yeah, like, like a- rock, rocky wall. Oh, I see. Uh-huh. I think I get it. Like yeah. A, yeah. I think you understand. Like, like if, high, if high tide comes in, there's still. If high tide comes in, there's probably no sand. Yeah. During low tide, there's a beach there. Gotcha. And other than that, it should be just like a cliff or whatever. Anyway, so he was there. His feet were crossed. Um, it was believed that he had died while he was sleeping. So they had searched his pockets where they had found an unused uh, rail ticket. So I think that means for like a, a train or maybe a tram or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was from Adelaide to Henley Beach. Um, now this bus ticket, oh, it's a bus ticket, there you go, uh, wasn't used, obviously. There was a narrow aluminum comb that had been manufactured in the USA and a half half empty packet of Juicy Fruit, which is a chewing gum. I love Juicy Fruit. Of course, so did the Somerton man. Um, an army club cigarette packet, so he had like a pack of cigarettes, but it contained seven cigarettes of different brands in them. Maybe. He traded with other people. Maybe. And a quarter full box of matches. Okay. To light the cigarette. Of course. I assume. So witnesses had come forward um, saying that on the evening of November 30th, they had seen someone who could possibly have been the dead man um, lying on his back in the same spot where the corpse was later found. Now, a couple have said that they saw him at 7 p.m. that night before, and they had seen him extend his right arm to its fullest extent and then drop it limply. Another couple claims to have seen the man at 7.30 to 8 p.m., during which time the streetlights had turned on, and they remembered um, that they did not see him move during the about half an hour that they were standing around. Just admiring the ocean, I assume. Probably. Something like that. Although they did have the impression, they said they'd never seen him move, but they said that as they looked over, they had noticed that he was in different positions. Okay. Um, so they said they didn't They didn't think anything of it, they just thought it was weird. Um that he was hanging out all by himself yeah, over there. Yeah, just kind of weird. He's in, anyway, I'll, I'll get into why it gets even more weird than that. Um, and so they thought it was even more weird that like he wasn't reacting to mosquitoes. Apparently there's a lot of mosquitoes in this area and he was just chilling. Um, they thought, okay, obviously he's either drunk or asleep or both. One of the witnesses had told police that she saw a man looking down at the sleeping man from the top of the steps that led to the beach. Okay. Said she saw a man looking down at this weird dude just sitting on the beach. Um, And how she described the body is exactly the position that the body was found when police investigated. Um, So newsflash, this didn't get solved for a while. Sure. Um, And a witness came forward in 1959. This was 11 years later. Yeah. Reported to police that he and three others had seen a well-dressed man carrying another man on his shoulders. 
along Somerton Park Beach the night before the body was found. Now, obviously, that didn't go anywhere. It's 11 years later. Uh, it's a, yeah. Why did you wait 11 years to It's not say consistent like with that? other people's reports. Yeah. Yes. So, back to the body, right? In 1948. Um his body, the Somerton man, was taken to a pathologist who said that he was um, of British descent. He had all the qualities of a British man. Um, he was thought to be about 40 to 45 and in, quote, top physical condition. Okay. He was... So a crossfitter. He was very, very crossfit, <laughs> yeah. Um, he's 5'11", dressed in a white shirt, a tie, a brown pants, socks and shoes, a pullover, a fashionable gray and brown double-breasted jacket. Whoa. Reportedly of American tailoring. We had an American comb, you said also. Yeah. And I'm sorry, when I conjure up images of well-dressed men from the late 40s. They're all British. It's kind of what I imagine. <laughs> yeah. Um, but interestingly, all of the labels on his clothes had been removed. And he had no hat, which was apparently very unusual for 1948 to not I have a I imagined him with a hat. Um, he also didn't have a wallet. He was clean shaven. He had no identification and police believed that he had committed suicide. Now they did check his dental records, but no dental records were able to be matched to his own. <clears throat> so an autopsy was done. They believed that he died between um, right around 2 a.m. on December the 1st. Now, if you remember, people last saw him about 7 p.m. the night before. Um, his heart was normal in almost every way. Um, there were small vessels that, uh, that led into his brain that they believed had congestion. Okay. He's like, they were a little clogged. Um, there was also congestion of his pharynx. What's that? Uh, somewhere in his throat, I believe. Because it sounds like larynx. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly okay. why. So that's also my best guess. Uh -huh. um, and his uh, gullet was covered with a superficial layer of mucus and a patch of ulceration in the middle. Yeah. Clearly shit not normal is going on so he, with his body. He may have been poisoned like he maybe he ate something that was toxic or Possibly. swallowed something that was toxic his stomach was deeply congested um the second half of the duodenum duodenum yeah du that's what i said the duodenum mm -hmm. yeah um there was blood mixed into the food in his stomach ew what both of his kidneys were congested and his liver contained a great excess of blood liver his spleen was three times the normal size and there was destruction of the center of the liver lobules. Lobules? Whatever. Your guess is as good as mine. Whatever. I have no idea. Um, there was acute gastritis hemorrhage, extensive congestion of the liver and spleen, and congestion to the brain. This man had, except for the heart, organ failure on every That's organ. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like he was poisoned. That is what it was believed. Okay. Okay. Because obviously this looks bad. So just give me a second. I want to look up the purpose of the spleen. And why it was three times the, the normal the size. The function of it. Yeah. It sounds like poison to me because it says the spleen. And I know like uh, most of you are way smarter than we are. I have no idea what the function of the spleen is. I don't care to usually. <laughs> I don't know. Don't people get their spleens removed or something? No, that's the um, appendix. It's not necessary. It's helpful. But oh, it's and like necessary. and the gallbladder. Uh, I that don't can, know. That can go away. I don't know about that. I don't but, know what a spleen is. So the spleen, it says, works with, well, this is via verywellhealth.com. Very trustworthy. The spleen works with other organs in the body to complete the tasks of blood storage, 
fighting infection and filtering the blood. Sounds like the spleen fucked up big time here. Um, it sounds like it went into overdrive and was overwhelmed by something it could not filter, perhaps. Yeah, possibly. So during the autopsy, they were able to identify what the man's last meal was. It sure. was a, it was a pasty. I believe in a Australia, pasty. a pasty. Yeah, pasty. Yeah, Th- that's how the that's how the it's a pastry. The it's people across it's the cris- oceans. It's like it. a cheese croissant. <laughs> <laughs> like, why can't we just call it what it is? I only know this because of Harry Potter. I have no. <laughs> that's my, that's the most I know. Allegedly, he had eaten this pasty about three to four hours before he died. Um, tests failed to reveal any foreign substance in the body, so they couldn't find a poison. Uh, the pathologist said, "Quote: I am quite convinced the death could not have been natural." The poison I suggested was a barbiturate or words that I can't pronounce. Um, he didn't say that. I said that. Can I see it? Soluble. Let me see. Hypnotic. Let me just see. So, soluble. Soluble. Oh, fuck. Soluble hypnotic. <laughs> there you go. Um, and so although obviously poison was the number one suspicion. Yeah. Um, there was no believed source of anything. Um there are undetectable poisons, I assume, because of James Bond. Possibly. Right? <laughs> because of James Bond? <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, nine days later, on December 10th, they police had to um, embalm the body mm-hmm. because they still didn't have a positive identification. Um, allegedly, during this time, they also... Without a positive identification, they just went ahead and did these things with his body anyway to yeah, prepare I mean, for his funeral? They didn't fuck up his face. I didn't think in the late 1940s- They didn't embalm him to prepare him for his funeral. They embalmed him to make his body last longer. But when you embalm someone, there's nothing else to study, I thought. I thought embalming required removing all of their organs and draining the Mm -hmm. body of blood. Yeah. So what is there to study after that? The face. His face. So that someone could identify him. Oh. They also, for some reason, decided to make a cast of his face. So they used like plaster and shit. Sure. And made like a cast of his face. Okay. I don't know why. But they did that. And that'll come into play later. Ooh, so that's um, so I don't think I've ever heard of anyone doing that. Yeah. It's weird as fuck. That's super weird. Australians, you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> um so about a month and a half later, on January fourteenth of nineteen forty nine, the staff at the Adelaide Railway Station discovered a brown suitcase with its labels removed. Um apparently this was checked into the station sometime late on November thirtieth, nineteen forty eight, and no one had claimed it. Um, it was believed that the suitcase was owned by the man who was found on the beach. Because he was found... He was found that morning, December, the morning right after. December, or I'm sorry, November 31st. And he had um, he had a used like ticket that got him to Adelaide Station. Right. And then an unused, unused. ticket yeah. from Adelaide Station. Got it. Okay. Um, so obviously they thought, okay, maybe he owned this bag. Um, inside they found red checked a red-checked uh, dressing gown, size 7 red felt pair slippers, pair of slippers, four pairs of underpants, pajamas, shaving items, a light brown pair of trousers, that means pants, with sand in the cuffs, an electrician's screwdriver, a table knife cut down into a short, sharp instrument, Ah. a pair of scissors with sharpened points, and a small square of zinc thought to have been used to as like a protective sheath for the knife and the scissors, like he stabbed it into the zinc or something. I don't really know how the zinc works. Um, They also found a stenciling brush, which was used by third officers on merchant ships for stenciling cargo. You know, like cargo has that like unique painted letters on it. Yeah. He had a brush for that for some reason. He sounds, well, he also, he had a bunch of, the fact that his 
tags in his clothing was removed. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I've heard a similar story once or twice before this. Not this person. Some other people. And it was thought that they were spies. I mean, this was literally at the... This would be... World War II was already over. Yeah. So who knows what a spy was doing? I mean, what... I mean, I mean, how? what? When did the Cold War start? Right, right after World War II or something. So maybe it, he was a. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things like you can read history books, but how much do you really know? Yeah, whatever. Anyway, also in the suitcase, they found a thread of uh, a specific like orange waxed thread that they said was unusual. Okay. Um, and not available in Australia, but that they noted that it was the same um, thread that was used to repair a lining in the pocket of the trousers of that the dead man was wearing. Okay. So they found the thread, remembered, oh. Waxed thread. Yeah. They remembered, oh, his trousers had a patch in it. And it was, this thread was used to fix that patch. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll come into play later. So all identification on the clothes have been removed, but police found the name um, Keen on a laundry bag and on an undershirt, along with three dry cleaning marks, all having the name T.Keen on them. Which, is, if he's a spy, isn't his real name. Probably anyway. not. Um, they immediately thought that Keen was a fake name. Yeah. Or an alias or whatever. Um, apparently, with wartime rationing still being enforced in Australia, um, they believed that the clothing was difficult to acquire. And so perhaps they had he had stolen someone's, because apparently people still wrote their names on their clothes. Because oh. like getting clothes was difficult. Yeah. So he like stole clothes from someone named Keen or whatever. That's what they thought. Oh. Um. So, but they also noted that why did he have all of these clothes and underwears, but absolutely no spare socks? Huh. I guess, yeah. That's yeah. interesting. It's weird. So they did a search in all English speaking countries and there was absolutely no T.Keen that was missing. Um, apparently a nationwide circulation of the dry cleaning marks also proved nothing. Apparently no dry cleaner had done business with this man. With a T. Keen. Yeah. Um, the uh, coat and the case had both been made in the United States. Uh, the coat had not been imported, which indicated that the man either was from the United States, bought the coat from someone in the United States, or stole the coat from someone in the United States. So an American spy. Because he had the comb, and there was some other indicator that he was American as well. Or at Possibly. least had been to America. Um, they checked train records and saw that he had arrived at Adelaide Railway um, from Melbourne. They speculated that he had showered and shaved in the adjacent city baths. Because... At that time, there were still like bathhouses and stuff? Um, Not necessarily. Is that not what that means? So apparently you could purchase a bath ticket to like shower in, in like the public like showers. Like if you went to like a Love's here? Yeah. It's like a- Yeah, like a, a, a truck stop. You know, you can shower there. For those of you who may not know, who maybe aren't living in America or don't travel a whole lot, Love's is like a, it's basically like a glorified liquor store. It's just really big usually has a fast food restaurant attached. It's a travel center. And it, yeah, and it's got, it's it's kind of designed for truckers to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. You can shower there. Um, they're usually extremely clean. I love them. They're very nice, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, that they did have baths, like public baths. He did not go to a public bath. He went to the city bath, which is basically a weird way of saying, like... Economy bath? A fountain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, um... So an inquest into the man's death, okay, that was conducted by the coroner, um, who cares what his name is, <laughs> uh, started a few days following the, the discovery of the body, but was uh, completely dropped 
in mid-June of 1949. So we're, we're at about six months after the discovery of the body. But they decided to re-examine the body. And when they did, they made a number of discoveries. They noted that the man's shoes were very clean and appeared to have been very, very recently polished Okay. at the time that they found his body. Um, it doesn't make sense for a man who's apparently been traveling all day to have perfectly polished, perfectly polished shoes. shoes. And then visit the beach where there's a bunch of sand. They theorized that maybe he had been killed elsewhere and was brought to the beach. Mm. But there's really no evidence. There's also no evidence of vomiting or convulsions, which would have been the two main reactions to the poison. To a poison. Mm-hmm. Um, the coroner said, quote, I would be prepared to find that he died from poison, that the poison was probably a glucoside, and it was not accidentally administered, but I cannot say whether it was administered by the deceased himself or by some other person. Okay. Um, basically, they're, they're, still, they're still getting nowhere. Meaning it's perfect. Yeah. I mean, what the hell are you supposed to do? It's perfectly yeah. possible he was a paranoid man who was very clean and decided to clean himself up before killing himself. Correct. So do you remember that he had the hole that was patched in his pants? Yes, with the orange waxed thread. Yeah. Well, they decided to cut that open. The hole? The hole. Okay. Why was that patched? Well, because the patch was actually a secret pocket (gasps) in his pants. And when they removed the pocket, they found a scrap of paper, which had a very distinct font. Um, This was a piece of paper that was torn from the last page of a rare New Zealand edition of the Rubaiyat of Omar Khayyam. (laughs) Okay. Good job. Thank you. Um... Now, on this paper, it said the words, Tamam Shud. I think it's some sort of like Middle Eastern language. (laughs) So I don't know exactly what it is. You know, now that Middle Eastern words are involved, this does sound a little familiar. The Tamam Shud? Not exactly that. I don't think I'd remember that specifically, but... Anyway, it's translated into English as ended or finished. Okay. And these were words that were used on the last page of Rubayat of Omar Kayam. Right. So... The other side of the paper was blank, so police conducted an Australia-wide search to find a copy of the book, because it's rare, so Mm -hmm. finding a copy of it would be difficult maybe, but the odds of that copy being the copy they're looking for were pretty high. (laughs) Right. So, um, and they had released a photograph of the paper to the press. Following public appeal by police, um, they found it. And, get this, they found handwriting in the back of this book. That's right. So a man showed police a 1941 edition of Edward Fitzgerald's uh, 1859 translation of the Rubaiyat. And that's what it was ripped from. This is sounding more and more familiar. So they found handwriting in the back of the book and no one fucking knew what it meant. It was in some sort of code. No idea. So So he's a spy. Possibly. He's a spy. The only thing missing from the book was Tamam's shoe ripped from the back. Um, And then they also found these weird letters that they are assuming is some sort of encryption. They don't know. And it is still not discovered today what that code means. I'll just read it. Okay. Do you want to read that right there? Yeah. All, all five lines. Uh-huh. Wurgo abobd maleoi watibim panet etp panept. Yeah, that was pretty good. Panetp. Etp. Mm-hmm. Very quickly on the tp. Right. TP. Very quick. Um. So obviously no one's decoded that shit. Doesn't make any fucking sense. Um... Apparently in... Well, it's just even more implication that, yeah, you know, he's a spy. some weird shit was going down. He's a spy. Um, in 1978, some journalists on ABC tried to come up with an answer for it. No one found it convincing. Um, they ended up calling his 
extraction of that text meaningless, and he's of a disturbed mind, so he didn't go anywhere. Oh, God. Um, in 2004, a retired journalist uh, believed that it stood for the the Itm Sam Sagab, uh, <laughs> stood for it's time to move to South Australia Mosley Street. They de- tried to decode it, and that's what they thought. Now he still that still doesn't explain what the gab is at the end, <laughs> so not quite there. Gone. No one cared about him. Um, in 2009 and 2011, more people tried to come up with uh, answers to the weird encryption and were nothing was found. So um, they believed that this wasn't actually a code. Okay. That it was some sort of shorthand. Ah, that I'm familiar with that. Only people who understand the language would understand. So basically like it's if fucking court reporters mm-hmm. were to write in code. Yeah. They're, they're using a code of a code of language. Yeah. Like very, very, very convoluted. Um, I don't think so. Oh, it's very, very convoluting, Jessica. It's very easy once you actually understand it. Um, obviously, today, people have some theories that this man was a spy, like for sure a spy. Um, they said that due to the circumstances and historical context of his death, that everyone has remained silent. By everyone, governments have remained <laughs> silent about his death. Because he's a spy. Yes, that is what people are assuming. Um, and even today... Uh, the Australian Security Intelligence Organization uh, says that they were uh, cracking down on Soviet espionage in Australia. Espionage. Espionage in Australia. Um, but it was revealed, they put in a report, that the Somerton man had nothing to do with the Soviet communications under the Venona Project, which is them fighting Russian spies in mm-hmm. their land. Um, and that's basically all that happened. There was a body found on the beach with a hidden page uh-huh. sewn into the pocket with hidden code in the book. This sounds like a fucking Da Vinci Code ass movie, right? Like where's fucking nine nine head Tom Hanks to solve <laughs> to solve this mystery? So it, people had to Sherlock Holmes in order to learn literally anything so, about him. And they still learn nothing. He killed himself. Possibly. The fact that he was found on the beach but took as much care to remove all those details. If anyone was going to kill him and get rid of him, they wouldn't leave him on the beach to be found with all those clues. They just wouldn't. Possibly. Like if you were going to get rid of somebody and dispose of them, you wouldn't display them either. Maybe he was trying to expose whoever he was working for, hoping that people would find the Tom and shoot and- It sounds like he was, there was an attempt to communicate with who, I don't know, but he committed suicide and he was a spy. That's pretty sure, I think. Very possible, July, 2022. What? Uh, there were claims that they had determined who the Somerton man okay. is. Was? Was. Whatever. He's dead now. So, was. Carl Webb, an electrical engineer and instrument maker born in 1905 in Melbourne, was the youngest of six children. Now, they claimed that they used the DNA found from strands of hair that were stuck in his plaster death mask. Ugh. That, remember they told you they used plaster to make a yeah, mold of his face? Yeah. Well, pieces of his hair were in there. Yeah. And people took it and did genetic testing and believed that they discovered who this was because they found matches for his descendants, two distant cousins, both on his paternal and maternal side. Okay. So it's looking very good for them. Apparently, Webb had lived in Victoria, which is a city in Australia. He had a brother-in-law named Thomas Keene. 
Ah. Who lived about uh. 20 minutes away from him, which would explain the name on the clothes. No death record exists for Webb, and his last known record records date back to April of 1947. Would Keen be a half? Brother-in-law, Thomas Keen. Oh, there we go. Um, so the last known record or whereabouts of him was April of 1947. His body was found about a year and a half after that. Okay. So still weird. Um, and forensic science in uh, scientists in South Australia who were still investigating have allegedly declined to comment on these findings. Although South Australia police have not verified the result, but they did state, quote, we are cautiously optimistic that this may provide a breakthrough. So this story is could be solved very soon. That was it. Really cool. Very intriguing. Very, very interesting. 2022, man. Fucking what? 80 years later, mm -hmm. they might know who this man was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He sounds dirty as shit, right? He's a spy. He sounds like a fucking he's spy. He's obviously and a, half. a spy. Mm -hmm. And he's doing governmental sort of shit, and we're not allowed to know because, you know. Actually, we would be allowed to know now if America was involved at all because it would have been declassified by now because that's so long ago. I kind of feel like the reason it happened so long ago is the reason something new was discovered. Could be. It could be. Um, like, I mean, it turns like it, every five or 10 years, you know, they declassify more stuff here in the United States. And we're like, oh, my God. Wow. CIA, you guys were so fucked up back then. They still are. Ridiculous. And yeah. then five or 10 years later, we're like, oh, my God, CIA. The 20s, the, the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s and 60s. <laughs> well, at least you got better after that. Right. Right. You know, and then 10 years later. Oh, oh. You've, you've been terrible this whole time? You dirty bastard. 72? <laughs> well, at least you stopped. <laughs> at least you're different now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the fact that everyone makes all these, like, FBI listening to me jokes. Dude, it's just, we just accept it now. You know. <laughs> you know exactly what's going on. Yeah. And honestly, what are you supposed to do about it? Yeah, look, I don't think I'm that important, right? I don't think, I don't think anyone's listening <laughs> to me. But do I think they could? Probably. You know what I do think? What? I think forces beyond our control yeah. are trying to bring us down, us, you and me, this podcast, but they can't end. Are they lizard people? Maybe. So the world, the world, uh, someone is out to get us. Someone is. Something. Mm. Maybe. Maybe it's not even human. You know, the government did also acknowledge recently that UFOs exist. Yeah, that was brushed over real quickly too, right? Mm -hmm. Like they Swept released all the sorts of like videos well, and shit. And I then kind we're like, of feel like it was because people have been convinced that aliens exist for a really long time, despite the government trying really hard to cover things up. Yeah. And then they were like, okay, you got us. But they were like, here's oh. a couple of things. And like, we were like, yeah, we know. Here's all the UFO shit. This is all, this is a bunch of you. No, obviously not all. This is a bunch of UFO shit. Yeah, they're real, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And the media was like, but did you see that Beyonce's releasing a new album? Oh my God. <laughs> the Suicide Squad. I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, everybody already knew. Yeah, it was so brushed over. Or suspected. Over. And plus, like, all the videos that they released, like, I'm pretty sure I saw on History Channel, like, 18 years okay, ago. thank you. <laughs> right? So, the video where they were, like, these two, you know, fighter pilot fucking dudes totally broing out over the radio over seeing this flying object, isn't this fucking crazy? And I'm like, I've already seen but, this. But, like, I swear to God, I feel like that science guy from History Channel has explained <laughs> this video to me. Aliens. Yeah, aliens. I've already seen it. <laughs> No, really, though, that specific video was already leaked way before yeah. that. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, who knows? So governments are dirty and shady, but that's not what the story was about. The story was about the Somerton man. Could be Carl Webb. Could be a spy. 
Perhaps we'll find out. Maybe both. Maybe Carl Webb was a spy. That's what I'm saying. Mm, was he American too? Um, No. Then why do you have so many American things? Do you totally think he was an Australian who was actually a double agent and was an American spy in Australia pretending to be a Soviet spy in Australia? Or he was an Australian spy spying in America. Why? Mm. I don't know. Why did he have Middle Eastern writing in his pocket? I don't know. Tom and Shud means the the end. That was what was used at the end. Like, it's like Finn. Well, that's kind of what that implies to me that he knew he was like it was time to kill himself that's what it sounds like and he was trying to be poetic about i have chosen my end and i'm giving you you know this whoever it was he was talking Mm. Uh, you should google them though uh at some point they have pictures of like how the body was found and then pictures of the piece of paper that he had it's like weird it's not just like a piece of paper with tom and shoot written on like it is in like beautifully printed script how do you spell it tom shoot no, Somerton Man. Exactly like it sounds. S-O-M-E-R-T-O-N. I would have spelled it with an A, like Somer. Don't do that. I also could have been wrong. <laughs> no, you were right. Oh, sweet. There's his face. Yep. That's how he was found. Yep. Yeah, he wanted to be found. Probably. He displayed himself. But did he poison himself? There's his plaster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the plaster that they used to find his hair in. Just my opinion. Yeah. It's possible. He wanted to be found on purpose. Get a message out. There's the message. Yeah, there's the weird encryption. Yeah. It kind of looks hastily written. Everything else was... They did like one of those... Because um, that wasn't written in the book. That, the encryption... Okay. ...was an impression in the book. They did one of those, hold your piece of paper of it and scratch your little pencil. Mm-hmm. Because it was an, like someone wrote a note on like inside the book on a piece of paper and then removed the note. And assumingly at that time, removed the saying, Tom and Shoot, and put it... Sit, stitched it into his pocket mm-hmm. or in his secret pocket. Right. Uh, his prison pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That tells me he was trying to talk to somebody in a way that the government couldn't control. Who knows? Maybe he was schizophrenic. Sure. Could be. I don't think so. Could be. Just my opinion. I, don't I would so. imagine, and this is being stated on the record, that if it's what you think it is, we will find out, confirmed 100%, that Carl Webb was a schizophrenic Yeah, who lost his mind and his family was so worried about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's sure. the story that's going to be released anyway. This, I mean, it's, it is what <laughs> it is. It's, that's what I kind of was implying with history books. Like you're going to read whatever it is anybody decided was going to go on. You can't know what really happened. Yeah. No. Not unless you were there. I wasn't there. And involved in. I've never been to Australia. Specific thing. Well, from what I hear, it might not even exist. (laughs) I do love that theory. (laughs) That Australia doesn't exist. (laughs) It's amazing. It's really funny. (laughs) (laughs) That when everyone thinks they're traveling to Australia, they're really not. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember what people think, where people think they're going. I don't know. Do they think it's New Zealand? No, because I don't think New Zealand exists either, right? I don't remember now. (laughs) It was a while ago. That was season one that we talked about that. It's conspiracies. That was a good one. That was fun. (laughs) We still got to go to the fucking, what, Denver airport? The Denver airport. So Justine's been there. Our sister lives in Colorado. She said it was as creepy as we made it out to be? She said it's super weird. (laughs) I thought she did anyway. I might be thinking of someone else who's been there. But anyway, someone I know who's been to the Denver airport confirmed that it is very weird. Okay. Well, Jessica. Yeah. Spin the final wheel. I will. I wheel. (laughs) (laughs) Huh. Um, Equal to your current level in society, what dystopian future would you live in? Dystopian? 
Does yeah. it mean like post-apocalyptic? No, it, it can't. Um, I think dystopian just means like it sucks to be there. Like Blade like Runner. The, the opposite of utopia. Yeah, like Blade Runner or like Total Recall. You think it's futuristic specifically? Well, it could be. It could also be post-apocalyptic. It could be your Book of Eli. Oh, okay. Walking Dead? Walking Dead would be a dystopian future for sure. Yeah. Waterworld? Oh, yeah. That's the best one. <laughs> um, so equal to your current level in society. I don't know what that means. I think it means all of the skill sets you have right now, everything you have available to you right now is what's available to you when you're in this dystopian future. So if we're in a future where if you have hacking skills, you will flourish and thrive, then anyone who has those right now will flourish and thrive. Okay. I know exactly then. You know the games Fallout? Yeah. Where it's like a whole bunch of nukes hit the world or whatever, and it's like kind of back to like retro, like 50s. Right. The people lock themselves in the vaults yeah. and come out. Yeah. Well, if you've ever played that video game, um, you have what's called a pit boy on your wrist. Mm -hmm. And you can listen to local radio stations. Yes. And they always have these annoying ass um, like radio hosts <laughs> that just nonstop talk. That'd be me. You would be that radio I'd host. I'd be that radio host. On people's pit boys. Uh-huh. I'd be there just getting drunk all day, just talking about whatever, playing fucking nasty ass music and then announcing news and shit, but just all day, every day. <laughs> That's what I do. That would be me. Okay. I would thrive probably. You think so? Oh yeah. I'd be the richest. It's really the- Of only, the radio it, Like in that dystopian like sort of universe, that's the only way to be famous. Oh yeah. And I'd be it. That'd be me. Yeah. Because think about it. I don't have any SEC to try to filter me, filter what I say. They're all dead. There's no, there's no SEC in the fallout world. Some wise words someone once said was the, the FCC won't let me be and let me be me. <laughs> Fuck, is it FCC? I think I was saying SCC. You were. <laughs> I think it's FCC. <laughs> All right, well, there's neither. Neither one of them exists in my dystopian future. And neither one of them are on my um, ass. So I, I'm in one of those situations where I feel like I would think way too much about this sort of question. So I'm just going to answer with the first thing that came to mind. You'd be a total recall three-tittied woman. <laughs> Based off of these AI um, randomly generated images. Yeah. Yes. And I think I do swimmingly okay. in any dystopian future. But no, that's not what I first thought of. I first thought of The Walking Dead. Okay. Because I feel like a lot of the things they learned over the course of those seasons were pretty common sense. I know that's maybe an unpopular opinion with some of you Walking Dead Can fans. we get two examples? Yeah. Um, don't run screaming with unstable people through populated city areas. Okay. Don't get pregnant. Don't try to travel back into the overpopulated city to get your bag of meth. There's that. Just also. leave the meth. Yeah, that one too. <laughs> if you're going to kill somebody, kill them. Don't just, I don't know, handcuff them to a rooftop. Okay, so- the lesson there was no half measures. Exactly. Okay. If you're going to make a harsh decision, make it. Make it. Be to firm. the fullest extent mm -hmm. so that it's final. Um, and there's no chance for, I don't know, retribution later on. I feel like another lesson would be cut your hair, you know? That's another lesson keep, you Keep think? your hair out of your eyes. Are you, I feel like you're referencing someone specifically. Uh, Yeah, the worst character ever that and existed on the show. That is? Carl. <laughs> Fucking hated Carl. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen the show in a really long time, but from what I remember- I really do think I'd do okay. Oh, in the Walking Dead world? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's pretty clear. I understand there are certain things you can't predict. Like, a horde is, a horde of zombies is wandering in one direction very slowly, 
I kind of feel like, yes, there's potential for running into like accidental situations. Yeah. That you cannot predict. I also feel like a lot of that could have been predicted. Yeah. And avoided. Fair, not easily, not not super easily, but like, eh, like a lot of it was common sense, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And they just, you know, in desperation, allowed really stupid people into their group. So you would kill the stupids? I just wouldn't associate with them. You don't associate with the stupids? They wouldn't be in positions of authority. And mm-hmm. if I saw that they were unsafe, they wouldn't be allowed to stay. Or at least allowed to continue to be unsafe. I feel like that's something we would just talk about. If someone was being unsafe and just acting wildly, you wouldn't keep them in important positions for like, I don't know, two or three seasons? I really don't think I would. I feel like there would be like a very direct conversation about it too. Hey, you're making me nervous. And these are all the reasons why. Because of all these things you do. Stop it. So either go like, I don't know, make us all dinner or leave. Something like that. Like something you're, like you're that. no longer hunting. You're going to be a dinner maker yeah. now. Yeah. Something like that. A yeah. Cook? A for cook? sure. Yeah. A cook. Maybe. Dishwasher. Oh, fuck. Can you imagine being a dishwasher in the apocalypse? Trench digger. You know how fucking stupid that it would be? Yeah. Something. Oof. Yeah. That's um, bad. This might, I don't really know what the implication could be, but me and Terry and dad talk about what we would do in a post-apocalyptic situation. I all feel the like time. dad's been really hungry for, for an apocalypse. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah. Like many of us out there, <laughs> he's very unsatisfied with the way things are currently. Right. I feel like a lot of people are from all walks of life and opinions. Uh, and he's just a lo- super vocal about it when, you know, it's just the three of us. Yeah. If not, you know, the four of us, like you've also been there for I've, many of oh, those conversations. Oh, yeah. In fact, you've had those conversations with him just one on one. And so thinking about that and thinking about the fact that we've been having these conversations, these conversations for like 10 years. Oh, yeah. A long time. If not longer than that. Um, I think I'm as ready as I can be. Yeah. Didn't we say didn't mean you agree that we would be the the entertainment in the apocalypse. Yeah, no, we, you like, and I, so Jake and I were talking together, laughing at the table. We're just sitting down. It's quiet. We're drinking some coffee. And I bring up, hey, so I was talking to Terry the other day because I had this thought. It occurred to me out of nowhere. Should there be a an apocalypse and should we survive it? As well as, you know, all of the people we love and know. We survived the doomsday device. Whatever that And may now be. we're living in the doomsday. Yes. Um, the dooms era. Oh, I like that. Uh-huh. We're surrounded by people who have useful, like, useful, utilizable skills. Oh, yeah. You know, we have someone who studied, like, neurosurgery, for example. Someone who studied medicine. And we have, you know, a couple of ER nurses. And people who have been in the military and have had defense training and offensive training. Shoot, we got cooks and fucking bakers. Terry knows how to build radios. Out of like fucking nothing. Yeah. That kind of stuff. You know, we have all these people all around us who know how to do all these very convenient Mm. and and, uh, useful things. Very useful. Yeah. Whereas you and I, we're just around to, you know, lighten the mood. (laughs) Yeah. Look, I can do card tricks. (laughs) You did. I know you did. I can verify that. Uh You watched a lot of YouTube videos. I did. And I nailed them. You did. I can throw cards Uh and I can stick them into walls. Mm -hmm. I saw I saw that. That's kind of cool. It's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. What if I threw a card at you? If it sticks into a wall, it's probably sticking to you. You know what I mean? I mean, not super deep, but yeah. Look out, zombies. Like, it's going to go. I'm going to be out there like a more useless gambit. You know, just 
Uh-huh. Just throwing those cards. I mean, it won't kill them, but it may confuse them. Yeah, maybe. They It'll do, be funny. They, to they do curve. It'll be funny to everyone else, at least. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. Like, radio show host is I could do that. the most we'd be able to do. Oh, that's what I would be, right? In my post-apocalypse. That's what you said. World was a radio host. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except uh, that... Um, we'd be like jesters, but we wouldn't show our buttholes or anything. Do Did jesters show their buttholes? I mean, I don't know. The last movie I saw that Why had... Why would you even say that? The last movie I saw that had a jester in it, um, he whipped his cock out and was just spinning it and he was doing helicopter dick and everyone was laughing. What fucking movie did you watch? Mm. A porno? No, it wasn't a porno. <laughs> it was called The Northman. A jester helicopter dicked? Not just... Fucking Vikings? Not just a jester. Was it Willem Dafoe? It was Willem Dafoe. Was it his real cock? Probably not. Because it was... Normal. It wasn't absurdly large. <laughs> It was normal size. There, there is like sworn testimony that he has the biggest cock in Hollywood. So big that they have to have. They had like, to have a penis double. He's probably a penis double for Northman. <laughs> they had to have to have a penis double because his fucking hog is so yeah. enormous and girthy and like terrifying. It's it giant. would distract from the scene. Yeah. Yeah. He probably calls it Tyrion Lannister. You know what I mean? <laughs> just a three foot fat little cock that swings around. <laughs> That's terrifying. <laughs> it's always the people you least expect that have like the third legs. No, because also like I'm pretty sure that like Willem Dafoe's dick and Shaq's dick are like equivalent. Like they're you know Shaq's got a massive dick. No, don't get me wrong. Sometimes it's predictable, but j- just not always. True. You wouldn't necessarily look at Willem Dafoe and think your penis is as big as Shaq's. <laughs> <laughs> I never would. I never would think that. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, on that note. Anyway. (laughs) If you liked what you heard, please like, rate, subscribe, and share this podcast. Share it with everyone who you think would enjoy our ironic, sarcastic, sarcastic, very adult humor. It's extremely adult. Yeah. Hope you don't listen with your kids. If you do, sorry, kiddos. It's okay. Maybe we'll do a bedtime story one time or something. Mm, I don't want to. <laughs> on Patreon, maybe. I don't know. Nah. Go ahead and visit our website, threeshotsin.com. It is expertly designed and hasn't changed at all since yeah, no. last season. Why change perfection? Right. Yeah. Um, the designer put a lot of thought into it and a lot of time, blood, sweat, and tears. That's right. Take a look at it. And through there, you can find links to all our social medias and a link to our um, PayPal. True, for those one-time donations. Our internet tip jar, as I put it last season, most most of last season, as well as our Patreon. That's right, our monthly subscription Patreon, it is only $5 a month, and we do provide all sorts of things. We put up polls, we allow for you to give us uh, wheel spins or even topic ideas, even stories. If you say, hey, I really want you to talk about, I don't fucking know, Black Dahlia, we will probably work it in. I mean, not Black Dahlia, it's too big. Like, we're not talking about that. But you know what I mean? We absolutely could. I mean, that's what Patreon is for. Yeah. You're maybe, about, we do, maybe we do a special Black Dahlia episode just for Patreon. If they if they ask for it. Maybe we do. Um, Our patrons are treasured. They are valued. We say thank you in the best way we can. And that's yes. by dancing for them like monkeys. That's true. We do dance. We are fantastic dancers. I have physically danced for a handful of our patrons patrons at this point. Uh, Yeah. As have I, you actually, have, for money. Have, yeah. Jesus. You did. Wow. Um, we also have on there Three Shot Cinema. We are super excited to continue Three Shot Cinema. We watch, I mean, at this point, horrendous movies, and then we talk about them 
Um, hopefully it's not always a horrendous movie, but you never know. And uh, we're so excited because we love doing Three Shot Cinema. And ideally this season, we'll be putting out even more Three yes. Shot Cinemas. Yeah. Right now, we are getting ready to post our review of the hit 2022 horror drama. The instant classic. Men. Men. I say that sarcastically. It. Well, you can wait for the review. Maybe it was good or more likely it was bad. Maybe it wasn't sarcastic. Maybe I was sarcastic about being sarcastic. That'd be ironic. Maybe Would I it be sarcastic that you were being ironic? I'm confused. I don't even know what I was saying. <laughs> Please listen. I'm very excited about it. Excited about all the things I have to say about it, which is a lot. And um, afterwards, we hope, hope to actually watch a movie that we like. I know. So far, we have uh, been, oh, for what, eight at this point? Yeah, I guess that is... That is letting the cat out of the bag, though. We didn't like men. No. We're going to talk enjoy all it. about it, though. But we can explain to you the parts we did enjoy. Yes. And why you should enjoy those parts, too. Give you the play-by-play, because I'm sure many of you weren't interested in it. You hear horror drama, and it sounds like uh, something very dramatic would be very minimally horrific. And it was. Kind of. Until the end. The ending was, in fact, horrific. But not in the way you'd expect. No. Stay so tuned. next week, our episode will air the day after Christmas. Which is why the topic will be gift. How exciting. Could be disgusting. Could be intriguing. There's really only one way to know. It could be rewarding, like the gift of life. The gift of life. Could also be the gift of a 45 to the back of the head. You never know. That's not really a gift. but Oh, that's a gift. It's a present, really. There's only one way to find out, and that is to stay tuned and listen to next episode. Yes, we will see you then. This has been Jake and Jess on Three Shots In. We love you. Episode one of season four. Boom, done, finished. Hope you guys liked the new intro. Moral of the story, I don't think she's vegan and I think her poop tastes bad. <laughs> <laughs> so are, are you changing your answer? She's not shitting in your mouth anymore? No, she's probably still shitting in my mouth.